Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. Yo, I told myself I was not going to do a late show, so let's see, it is... 6.30-ish, so it's like 8.30, y'all, time 9.30, the latest. Okay, cool, 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 cool. What's happening? What's happening? Right, 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 okay, okay, that's what's up. Edmund, Mr. Cadence, all right, Anthony G, what's up? All right, right. that's what's up, that's what's up. Text me. Mm. Sorry for the late response. I'll have I'll have a come look at our tank as well. As well. Okay, okay. All right, all right, what's happening? What's happening? The boy peoples, what's happening? See Nicole, all right, Derek. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. Listen. A little bit of debauchery. A little bit of uh, enlightenment today. Okay, I'm not going to bring it down too far, okay? Young Jay, what's happening? Ooh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, yeah, all right. So what do I want to do? What do I want to do first? What do I want to do first? What do I want to do first? You know what? <sighs> Come on, let's get right to it. Let me get right to the nonsense. Let me get right to the nonsense. So last, was it last week? <laughs> so last week, I was mildly worried that I had offended the people in the uh, the lock community. And then I got all these pleasant DMs from, from, you know, melanated people like, no, Sly, I was laughing with you. I agree with you. Continue, stay on their necks. And it warmed my heart to know that I'm not the only one that feels this way or has felt this way or has a certain um, viewpoint of, you know, our people that choose to wear locks. Right? I had one sister from Ghana. It's like, yo, no, brother. It's all good. I had another another brother and another, yeah, two sisters and two and, and a brother's like, no, stay, stay on it. All right. So, in fact, this was sent to me by a sister. <laughs> Listen, what are the optics on this young man? Before I even play this damn video. You tell me what are the optics on this. Do you, do you have a positive outlook 
or a rather negative or suspicious outlook. If you saw this young man in your presence and passing, what would you think about him? Okay. What, 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 what would you think about this young man? Okay. Would you have positive thoughts about him? Grimy. He looks a hot mess. Now, I'm not here to diss the lock community. See? Uh-oh. You <laughs> let the screen queen. People forget, yo, J- Jamie Lee Curtis is, she's Hollywood royalty, man. Her daddy, Tony Curtis, you know? And if y'all really think that Angela Bassett, her her performance was good enough to win an, an Academy Award in a comic book film, y'all got to be bugging. But we'll get to Angela Bassett in a minute. We'll, we'll get to Angela Bassett in a minute, all right? But you see this young man with, with his free-flowing free locks? The, the average person would not have positive thoughts about this man, okay? Let's just, just call it what it is, okay? Unless you're, like, on some real hipster, hippie vibe, non-threatening hippie vibe, for the most part, we're going to look at this kid like, this kid look, look like he's up to no good. Yeah, just looking at it. Oh, you think it's bad now. I didn't. Let me go ahead and play. Let me go ahead and play the video. Let's just go ahead and play the video. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the biggest proponent of freeform. I just. But hey, to each his own. To each his own. Let's go. Let's go. And yeah, for the record, my man, Lord Vell. You know what I'm saying? So I was worried because I, I I was waiting for you, bro. Like you, I was waiting for you to be like, bro. I think you. I think you did. You're doing too much. But since you didn't, and then other people were like, keep going. I was like, okay. But let's continue. Let's continue. Now, of course, it's time-lapse photography. Look at that shit. Look at that. That's like, it's like he's cutting a slab of ham. His head looks like a ham shank. Y'all, Bullets Gotti. Ho, ho, ho. Bullets Gotti got a big dog in the house. Salute Bullets Gotti. I know you're watching that Troy Ave case carefully. I'm rooting for Troy Ave, man. Fuck Tax Stone. I'm sorry. Tax Stone was a bully before the podcast, and it became a bully on a podcast. That's those are my sentiments. So I'm with Troy Ave on this one. But um, this dude's head looked like it's a ham shank, y'all. Bird nest. Yeah. Shwar- he said shawarma oh no this looks horrible look at this shit bro that looks like a damn ham shank look at that shit K2B said gyro meat and even and, and I'm still looking at him crazy cause for one you got the spray on paint okay Sec- first things first you got the spray on paint and you just got you just basically cut your hair down so it's gonna grow back out like a bird's nest all over again. And of course, of course, not to be a, to be stereotypical, he has gold golds in his mouth, y'all. So let me guess, which county in Florida is he from? And let me guess, I guess he plays football too. Okay.
But I, I, I'm, I'm gonna guess this young man plays football. Yeah, yeah. They spray on paint on the, on the, on the, on the hairline. We, you ain't fooling up. Dade County, Dade County. Uh, nah, Red, come on, man. Don't get no Red. No, I gotta run it back. I gotta run it back, Red, because you need to see how bad this was. Look at his shit, bro. Look at his shit, bro. Okay, you, 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 you belong in a police lineup. I'm sorry. You belong in a police lineup. I, I'm thinking Zopal. I think you, you. I think you're a member of Zopal. Respectfully, I don't want no sock passe. I don't want no, no, no beef with no Zopounders, man. Come on, I'm just saying. Optics, everybody. Optics. This looks like a damn ham shank. Okay. A damn ham shank. This looks like a damn ham shank. I can't tell if he's FBA. You know, he's clearly FBA. Clearly. I I don't want no smoke with the Zoes, man. Listen, I don't want no smoke. I don't want no smoke. All right, come on. You, bruh. You, you still look like a damn criminal. Look at all that spray on paint. Man, I'd be mad if this nigga, if my barber did me some shit like that. Like that. Okay. You say Day Leon Duval, take your pick. He looks Haitian. Does he look Haitian? He still look dirty. So I'm not crazy. So I'm a, I'm gonna assume he plays football. And he and his first words would be like, "What did he? What did he? Okay. Yeah, no." What you dropped the link? You must <laughs> look at this shit. Oh, he he clearly plays football, and the spray on paint. As soon as he sweat, it's a new black shirt. I'm gone. I'm gone. Uh oh, we do. He has the round shape FBA. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> there she is. Hey, hey, hey! I gotta give a shout out to a uh, little hurdler. Yo, sis dropped me a hundred on the cash app. I was like, oh, <laughs> wait, I was, I, I thought she made a mistake because I, I was waiting to cash it. Like, sis, I was waiting for you to say, hey, slide out, I gave you too much money. I was waiting for you to say because I was like, this is way too much money. <laughs> it's way too much money. But I'm glad you're here. So I wanted to give you your, your, your thanks and your flowers for that. I appreciate that. But our show was like, I think she gave me too much money, y'all. You from the panhandle? Yo, I'm just saying, come on. All you did was chop that shit. It's still going to grow out crazy. Come on, man. Ah, you know what? <sighs> Floridians, man. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with Floridians? Okay, so let's mix it up. Let's mix it up. Okay. Let's mix it up. Thank you, hon. I appreciate that. Well, people people are going to ask me for dough. I'm broke. That's, that's, that's what my dad says. I ain't got no money. So let's mix it up real quick. All right, so I came across this clip on the line. <sighs> you know, I be in the dog man community. You know, I be, I be hanging out with dog men, folks. And this footage here, this is from the Ozarks. If you know where the Ozarks are in the Midwest. Listen, y'all tell me what you think this is. 
This is not a man in a, in a suit, okay? That is something, okay? That is something big in the window, okay? Bruh. Bruh. That is not a man in a suit. But wait, it gets worse because then they brighten it up. So they brighten up the footage. That's bright. This is the brightened version of it. What the hell is that? This is from the Ozarks. This was in somebody's window. Look at that shit, man. You better, y'all better stop playing. Y'all better, listen, life gonna make you a believer. Okay? I don't, I don't. Man, shit. You see how big that thing is? <laughs> he said, get to Mossberg. You're going to need a little bit more than that. Shit, you're going to need a 308 for this one. Yeah, you're going you gonna to need a 308 or bigger. 308, 7.62, 6.7, you know, 50 cal. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Now, what I don't see, I was trying to see if I was, I was trying to look for ears at the top and I can't see much of a muzzle. I'm looking for like a dog's muzzle. All I can see is like a fur. I can't get a real shape of the head and I, I see the eyes, but I can't see a muzzle and I can't find ears, but that shit is something. Uh, yeah, there's a few people that have, that have taken down uh, um, a few a few of these things. Now, depending on what part of the country you're in, um, you're not supposed to, because you you may get visited by government entities if you do so. So they kind of frown upon you trying to kill one of them. But I mean, God forbid, if your life is in danger, yeah, take it out. But there's a bunch of um, uh, hunters and and ranchers that have taken out. They can go down. It it. But, you know, um, one guy had a 308. Um, pretty much rifles will, will do it. No, no handguns. I haven't heard of anybody with handguns taking these things out. You're going to need a rifle at the very least. Okay. What do I want to do? What do I want to do? What do I want to do? What is this? Which, which one is this? What is dog? Oh, my God. Okay. You know what? Yeah, I'm not in the mood to be trolled. Oh, let's do homeboy from South Africa. Costa Titch. People kept asking me, oh, slide, slide, the dude from, okay, yeah, I, okay, I got the footage. It finally showed up online. Okay, it finally showed up online. So, he, that was in the Ozarks. You know. But uh, here, here's Costa Titch's final moments before he does, he before he passed or he succumbed to his, uh, his injuries, y'all. Here's his last performance. Here we go. Uh-oh. 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 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think I show you a lot of products I use on my locks. Okay. Um I've written me see. If you drop the link, I'll show you the product. <laughs> you you wanna die in this hill, bro. Okay. If you wanna come through, I got you. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. We have defenders. We have defenders of the free form locks. I wasn't trying to, I'm not trying to incite anything. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, all right, hold on. Let me drop the link for uh for red real quick. <laughs> Wait, all right. That link is for uh, Red Sings the Blues solely. Red wants to convince y'all to, to grow freeform locks, y'all. What sound effect do you use for these lock defenders? <laughs> I don't know. I got I to gotta come up with something. I got to come up with a sound effect for the lock defenders. <laughs> I really wasn't trying to instigate anything. I I wasn't, you know, because like I said, the last time I talked about, it, I was waiting for people to be like, "Yo, Sly, I think you, you went too far." But no one, nobody, nobody hit me. It's like, "Yo, you're doing too much," you know. I show some uh, coworkers that death spiral and the fuck. I'm sure. Hey, listen, death spiral is real. The spiral is real. Hey, the lock community don't play. I that, that's good. I just wish y'all would, um, I don't know, man. Listen, uh, uh, hey, okay, let me say this to, to the lock defenders. Let me pull it up real quick. Where is it at? Let me pull it back out. Once again, lock defenders. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Red was good. What's up, man? What's up? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna destroy you, man. Wait, I, I wasn't. <laughs> but I wasn't trying to instigate anything. Nah, man. No, 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 no. Well, well, looking at that. Well, looking at looking at his head. I've seen that, man. I've seen that in New Jersey. I'm like, man, what the fuck are you doing, man? You making me look bad out here, man. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, it's it's not all of us, man. All of like, not all of us are like dirty like that. So, well, no. Let, your... Well, let me ask you, what 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 prompted your journey? What started you on yours? Well, I did it for a reason. <laughs> yeah, Lock okay. Avengers. Yeah, yeah, Lock Avengers. I like that. I might make sure of that. The Lock Avengers. I like that. I like that. Um, but what what started my journey? Well, I actually promised my grandma that um that I would actually uh grow my locks out. So that was like she died in September 11th of 2007. So that is around 15, 16 years ago. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so around there. So I said, because I met, I I I spent 13 years with her. So I said, after 13 years, I'm gonna cut mine off and then, um, regrow and then regrow my final set again. And mm -hmm. that's gonna be like the final set that I ever grow. And then mm -hmm. I'm done with those. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. I mean, like I like I said, um, that's kind of started it. You know, like I've always wore afros and stuff like that. But okay. I mean, like. For locks, it's just like, you know, it, there was like a definite reason to do it. And the process was not that hard. It's like you wash your hair every week or two. And I just left mine alone. And then I just separated, pulled it, like pulled it, separated, and then 
what you see now. So it's mm-hmm. okay. You know, okay. It is, yeah. It is what it is, yeah. So you wanted to, to share with us the products that you use to, to keep yours. Yes. Uh, um, t- so I use uh, this. It's called uh, Vicky's Just for Dreads. Uh, it's from Bucks County uh, Soap Factory. It's in Durham, PA. Okay. Uh, that, that's actually where I'm planning on going. So if you, I don't know if you can see it, but it's yeah. called Lock Shampoo. Locking Up Shampoo. Okay. Yeah, it's called a www.dreadlockshampoo.com. You can get this. I I got this uh, new scent. It's called Patchouli. I use the um, dragon's blood, or I use um, the tea tree, and then okay. and then most of the, most of the niggas need to use this shit right here, the rot knot, because that that most of the stuff that people use like on their on their locks, like a lot of people use oils, and they shouldn't be using oils. I didn't use oils in these. Like this this is my second set. Never used oils once, right? Mm-hmm. But like you drink a lot of water, like if you're exercising, because you know I lift weights. Um, so that means I wash my hair every like two weeks. So like every time when it itches, it's like all right in the shower, like we're washing the hair, mm-hmm. and you, know, you, you like. But a lot of people like ignore, like they they wash the locks, like the they they wash this. You're supposed to get into like the scalp area, like yeah. you don't just like wash the locks and then just psh, like it's done. Like no the the, the what most people don't do with locks is like also another thing is like deep clean them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've had these for at least what five years. So my regimen would be like ACV for like 15, 20 minutes, right? And, you know, just soak my hair in there, get all the dirt and all that other stuff out as my hair goes through the elements. Um, then I then I wash my hair. I wash my hair like twice, and I also use like a, what what was it? I use this stuff, and then I final wash it with um. Man, I forget the uh, not head and shoulders. It's the oh, Celsin blue, Celsin blue, like the natural okay. Celsin blue, mm-hmm. and then um, I moisturize with actual aloe vera, right? Like actual aloe, like I get the cactus and I cut it up and I mix it and all this other stuff. So like, my hair is like the softest it'll ever be, <laughs> and it's Let, lightweight. Cool. Let me ask you, what, mm-hmm. what the optics on those with locks, preform mm-hmm. versus um the other the other set do you see locks being you know perceived in in, in a negative light in any instance media wise and out in public or whatever the case may be has it ever given you reason to be like you know what this may not be the, the thing to keep um for me i mean it's always going to be positive or negative you know like because i've seen a lot of a lot of people now are growing out locks and it's not just black people It'd be like Latinos having dreadlocks. You see it all shit. I see all that shit in New York. A lot of white people got what we would call dreadlocks, but they're not really dreadlocks. They're like kind of like they they kind of um what do they call it? They twist them and then they turn into dreadlocks and stuff, shit like that. There are some white people with like actual freeform locks, which is yeah. weird to me because I'm like, how the fuck did you pull that off with all the fucking hair that you got? <laughs> I never got it, but I guess it's like de- it's it's always like depending on the wearer because there are professional people that I work with in in the entertainment business that have freeform locks. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a matter of like how professional you are with them, I guess. You know, like it, it like for me, it's just the wearer, right? And for me, I I people never gave me crap. I mean, people in my comment section give me crap about it, but I don't take them seriously because. You're looking at me, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, um, I guess, you know, I, I guess I've had my locks for so long and I've developed the 
very thick skin over time. It's just like I don't like it's it's who it's it's who's wearing them, honestly. You know, like that's kind of the thing, you know, like because that's what I always think about it as mm-hmm. like who's wearing them. Right. So, you know, for somebody that has free form locks and is probably doing something bad, you know, it's like, OK, that's just one person that is doing something bad. But somebody that's doing well, you know, with free form locks, I mean, we got a lot of people that are doing well out here that are doing uh, that have locks out here. Um, I mean, again, it's the wear. It, it, OK. How do you perceive the lock community? Is it pretty tight knit or does it depend on region? Um, is it a, is it, you know, culture based, religion based? Cause I seen some rosters kind of look down upon other people with, and I was just like, y'all it, it, to me, it seems so divisive. Like there's so many different mini factions within the lock community. Do you, mm-hmm. do you agree to that? Or do you see that at all? Or, or what are your thoughts on that? Uh, um, I mean, for me, being, I mean, I've been in and out of the lock community. So I would say like, uh, I mean, yeah, there are, you know, Rastas that say, you know, oh, we do it for this reason. Then there are just people that have it as a um, hairstyle. You know, some people just uh, they do it as a trend because, like I said, the freeform lock was a trend. Right. Mm-hmm. At a, but like like I would say, like when J. Cole started doing it, when Jay-Z started doing it, like it started to become a trend to have uh, freeform locks. And then you had a lot of other guys in the NBA, NFL all them started growing uh free from locks. And um, for me, you know, like I've always, I wanted to understand how to do it. So, you know, I've always asked a lot of dudes who had free from locks in New York and a lot of people down South and all the other stuff and how did they do it? And then I started, uh, j- I, I just did it, you know, like for the last five years, you know, that's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, I w- also another thing too, like, I, yeah. Oh yeah. One, one more thing is, um, Cause I usually do, I do a lot of yard work and I do a lot of um, garden work. So I let, I, I don't wear like a headband or nothing. So I just let my hair, you know, just be in the sun. So like my hair doesn't look like it, but it is dyed a little bit. It's sun dyed. So it's like black with brown tips and all that stuff. So yeah. a lot of people will be like, is your hair dirty? I'm like, no. It's like, so why is it brown? I was like, oh, because I've been in the sun. You've been in the sun. Yeah. 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 Been the sun, the, the sun people. You know what I'm saying? Like it literally died. Like the the sun dyes your hair, so you know. Um, I ain't gonna take too much of, more of your time. Uh, quick, final uh, question. Um, Wix, are you, are you yes or no? Um, I mean, Wix, it, it'd be like it. I, I mean, I look at him as like, well, well, how the fuck did you do it? <laughs> I'm not against it. I've seen like I I gotta show you this picture. There's like this dude with like. It was like freeform locks, but it was like a lobster tail. Like I gotta show it to you, man. It was like oh. it was interesting, but it was just like, how the fuck did you pull that off? Like it literally looks like lobster tail. You know what I'm saying? I, gotta, I, I mean, it, if he makes it look good, I, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a picture. I'm gonna send you a picture. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that's all I got for you, man. That's what's up. I appreciate. I had to defend myself. Of course. <laughs> I had to defend myself. The lock defender's coming through. The lock defender. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, Red, thank you for coming through. I appreciate that, bro. No no problem, man. I got to get on this Angela Bassett, man. I got to get on Oh, definitely. For sure. For sure. All right, right, man. Peace. Cool. All right. Shout out to Red. (laughs) 
Lock Defenders Unite. Oh my goodness. I um That was good. That was good. That was a good discourse. I like that. See, see, we can all agree to disagree and everybody, you know, walk away with understanding and stuff. He said butter and garlic, please. Ha 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 ha. Okay. So I got that out the way. You know what? Let's just go ahead and, and get to the uh, Angela Bassett. This is listen. Let me just let me just go ahead and and get to the Angela. It's not even so much about Angela Bassett. It's more about once again <sighs> melanated people, melanated Americans are just some of the most hypocritical, childish group of people on the planet. Now, how come nobody was talking about this woman? Okay. So all the Angela Bassett dick writers, how come nobody was singing this woman's praises? Does anybody know who this woman is? Does anybody know who this woman is? Let me give the chat time to catch up. Okay. Let me go. Does any, no one knows who this woman is, huh? This was just last night, y'all. The Oscars took place last night. Yes, this is Ruth E. Carter. She is the costume designer for Black Panther. This woman won two Oscars last night. This sister won two Oscars last night. Not one but two, okay? How come nobody in the black community is celebrating this woman's uh, this woman's win? All I've heard from from the you know the majority of black folks is how Angela got snubbed. I don't know how you get snubbed when you know damn well Hollywood will never award any actress or actor for their roles portrayed in a comic book movie. I don't give a fuck. Your best chance for an Oscar was Civil War. If you're going to legit give somebody an Oscar for acting, it was Civil War was your best chance. All right? This woman has two Oscars, and nobody online is talking about this woman. Nobody uh, with melanin. Nobody. Complete selective outrage. Complete and total. Okay. They love a good cost. Girl, yes. They can appreciate the hard work. Okay. All right. Nobody, if y'all heard of any, any, any YouTuber that has talked about Ruth E. Carter, please drop their names in the chat because I haven't heard anybody talk about Ruth E. Carter. Historic, historic win. Historic. Historic. Nobody's talking about this sister. This is, this is a damn shame. Once again, if you saw any content creators last night 
or even today that talked about Ruth E. Carter, please drop their names in the chat. It made no sense. No, she was nominated for uh, What's Love Got to Do With It, but she did not win. She's nom- she's had two nominations. She has not won. Okay. Yeah, DC won for some off sh- some off brand shit. Not nothing significant. I'm talking actors and supporting actresses and best picture. No, they'll they'll never give it to a comic book movie. All right. So once again, Kim Pyre. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Kempire posted by okay, I have no idea who Kempire is. Okay, but shout out to Kempire. So I'm not alone in all this. All right. This woman has been doing it. She's been doing it for some years. Matter of fact, let's look up her uh her works, shall we? Let's look up her works. We need to celebrate this sister. Cause uh she did that. Yeah, this is her. Okay, okay. Um, graduate from Hampton. Began as an intern at the Santa Fe Opera. This woman designed costumes for Spike Lee, Steven Spielberg, John Singleton. She's dressed Denzel Washington, Josh Brolin, Angela Bassett, and Jane Fonda. Carter's known for her work on What's Love Got to Do With It, Serenity, Four Brothers, Sparkle, The Butler, and Selma. Wow. Wow. She first started working with Black Panther, the first one, 2018. Her costumes were inspired by many traditional African garments, including those of the Maasai, and in Debu people, in Debulay people, she traveled to southern Southern Africa to draw aesthetic inspirations or receive permission to incorporate traditional Lesotho designs into the film's costumes. For her work on this film, she received the 2019 Academy Award. This woman got three goddamn award, Academy Awards. This woman has three in total. She was the first black woman to win in that category in 2019, and she got two, la- two more last night. 2021 received a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But you know how I feel about the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Okay. She won again last night for best costume design. Right. Carter's currently designing costumes for the American t- t- TV series Being Mary Jane. I didn't know she was still on. Wow. I didn't know if she was still on. She's worked on School Days, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, Do the Right Thing, Mo Better Blues, House Party 2, Jungle Fever, The Five Heartbeats. Malcolm X, Crooklyn, Money Train, Clockers, The Great White Hype, Baps, Rosewood, Amistad, Summer of Sam, Love and Basketball, Shaft, Bamboozle, Baby Boy, Dr. Doolittle 2, I Spy, Daddy, Daycare, Against the Rope, Serenity, Spread, Teen Beach Movie, Old Boy, uh oh, Old Boy. Chirac, Marshall, Dolomite, Coming to America, and Blade. Wow. Wow. And we as a people are not celebrating this woman and her accomplishments and her achievements. This is sad. This is damn sad. 
You could call this woman an icon. This this woman is basically an icon. This woman is basically an icon. First black woman to win two Oscars. She said, thank you to the Academy for recognizing the superhero that is a black woman. She endures, she loves, she overcomes. She is every woman in this film. She is my mother. Right? She beat out Babylon. That's a crazy movie. She beat out Elvis. She beat out everything, everywhere, all at once. In her acceptance speech, Carter added that her 101-year-old mother, Mabel, died this past week. She said, this past week, Mabel Carter became an ancestor. This film prepared me for this moment. Chadwick, please take care of my mom. Lady, that's not how it works, but shout out to you nonetheless. That's not how it works. But shout out to her nonetheless. Ruth E. Carter making history, becoming the first black woman to win two Oscars, winning her second for best costume design for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This past week, Mabel Carter became an ancestor. This film prepared me for this moment. Chadwick, please take care of mom. You said something very moving. You were talking about your mom. Yeah. And you mentioned Chadwick. Yes. There are people that come into your life that uh, really make an impact. And oh, Chadwick, oh, oh. I Don't act. Yeah, yeah, Brian. I'm glad you said it. This woman, she's a witchy woman. So let's not play that game. Let's not play that game. This woman's been in Hollywood for 30 plus years. Let's not act like she ain't no witchy woman. But I respect, I respect her craft. Babylon was trash. Uh, 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 total badass. Yeah, no one mentions this woman. Nobody. Nobody mentions this woman. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Um, yeah, Samuel has yet to win an Oscar. I think he's been, has he been nominated? I'm not sure, but you know, okay. Shout out to her. But once again, let me, let me get to the fake outrage. Let me get to the fake outrage. These two, these, these niggas starting to work on my nerves, man. I'm, I'm starting not to like these dudes at this point. I'm starting not to, to, to no longer like Michael B. Jordan and, and Jonathan Majors. They doing too much. They doing too much. Hey, auntie, we love you. Mm -hmm. And that was after Jamie Lee Curtis won her award. Okay. They came up to present, I forget what, what award, but this was after Angela Bassett had a, had a hissy fit and pretty much acted like a stereotypical black woman that didn't get her way. Yep. Basically, Angela Bassett's reaction last night was typical of what we all come to expect from a black woman that doesn't get her way. Somebody has to say it. Somebody has to say it. All right. But these two clowns here. Hey, auntie. We love you. Mm -hmm. Nah, y'all niggas, niggas are lame. These dudes are lame. These dudes are lame. Lame, lame, lame. Lame, lame, lame. 
<laughs> lame, lame, lame. Wait, she said he's still punk ass Reggie from all my children and me. Oh no. <laughs> Not punk ass Reggie. That's funny. That is funny. All right. Let me uh what is this? That's Detroit Ave. That was funny. Punk ass Reggie. Yeah, some people, you know, play roles so well, you just can't see them in anything else, and you see them as that particular role. That's how you know they, they've impacted you. <laughs> That's when you know they've impacted you, right? Uh, let's see. Okay, let me move this to trash. Got the trash. Yo, let's get into some other stuff before I get to Troy Av. Because this Troy Av shit. Uh, listen, I'm rooting for Troy Av, y'all. Y'all, I'm rooting for Troy Av. I'm rooting for Troy Av. Fuck what y'all talking about. You know what? Nah, let's get to Troy Av. Oh, no, no, no. This shit here, yo. Ooh, the border crisis. The border crisis. Have mercy. The border crisis is, is unreal. They just letting, they just let you into the country now. Come on, come on, come so on. So with ah, the Planet Fitness it. Block Card, I'll... Yeah, they just letting anybody into the country, all willy-nilly. This is the gayest ad ever. That is so freaking gay. Look at this dude. Oh, my God. That's why I don't wear... That's why I stopped wearing beards, y'all. They got men with beards looking crazy. Y'all look, we look crazy with beers. Look, look at this. Bruh. This is, this is on purpose. This is on purpose. Y'all, this is on purpose. This is on purpose. Like, how dare you not let us in? Clinton, word. Y'all, this is a joke at this point, man. When have you ever seen this this type of nonsense ever? Why do you even have a border patrol at this point? Like, why do you even have a border patrol at this point? What 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 is border patrol there for at this point? For what? Why? Why why for what? What 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 are they, what are they there for? What are you paying them for? <laughs> <laughs> that wall ain't getting built. That wall ain't getting built. All right, let's get to Troy Ave. Listen, I'm rooting for Troy Ave. Matter of fact, how did we get here? This is how we got here. This is how we got here. Y'all blame Taxstone for this. Taxstone is going is going is going to go away for a long time. All right, you see the guy in the middle. That's Troy Ave. 
but you would think he's the aggressor, but that's not the case. All right. So let's get to what happened. Recap, recap. Uh, Troy Ave on Monday gave Manhattan jurors a gripping account of his life and death struggle with rival tax stone for the gun used to kill his bodyguard during a 2016 scuffle at Irving Plaza. Uh, the Brooklyn-born musician whose real name is Roland Collins testified at Tax Stone's murder trial that he chose to fight back after he was shot and wounded in the backstage melee. If it's fight or flight, I'm always going to fight because at that point you could die. Collins described grappling with Tax Stone, a hip-hop podcaster whose real name is Daryl Campbell, over the gun. It looks like if you see people wrestle in high school, wrestling that type of position. When the shot goes off, I see the light from the spark. And I hear the shot. This is all happening fast. I get up and start fighting Tax Stone, trying to take him, grab the gun, and another shot goes off. I put my leg up to kind of block the shot from hitting me in the face or chest. Then that's when Campbell shot him in both legs, he told jurors. I got up. I'd rather die fighting. People die from leg shots. I'd rather die fighting than laying on the ground. I got up immediately. Collins finally got his hands on the gun and got his fleeing rivals in his sights only to have the weapon misfire. Only then did he notice that his pal and bodyguard Ronald Banga McFadden lay on the ground face down. I rolled his body over and I'm like, Banga, get up. Come on. I'm smacking him like, come on, get up. Uh, come on, bro, get up. And his eyes were rolling to the back of his head. His shirt was red so I could tell he got shot. Two bystanders were also wounded during the shooting in the crowded VIP room at the TI concert, and Collins was initially hit with attempted murder and gun possession charges for his role in the incident. Campbell, now 37, is now on trial for murder, attempted murder, assault, and weapons possession charges. Collins' lawyer told the Post that prosecutors promised him a one-year sentence instead of the 15 years he could have faced in exchange for his testimony at Campbell's trial. This man's not a snitch. This was his bodyguard. A running feud between the two artists finally boiled over at that night after Collins said he and McFadder walked into VIP room before he was scheduled to join T.I. in stage and saw Campbell. He said there were about 100 people packed into that room when he heard Campbell shout out, what's popping? And what he perceived to be a threatening way. Banger turns around to E and says, I'm going to rock him, which means I'm going to hit him. Collins testified. And then I wink at him. I tell him, do your thing. He said that's when Campbell reached for his waistband and pulled the gun, prompting the fight that ended with McFadder dead. This is tax stone. Listen, before Joe, Joe Budden's, at Joe Budden's peak, was not touching tax stone. Okay? At Joe Budden, Joe Budden's at like peak Joe Budden's was not touching tax stone. Tax stone was the guy. Okay? Tax stone would have, would have eclipsed Vlad. Okay. Had Tax Stone not got done this dumb shit, nobody would be going to Vlad. Nobody be going to Adam 22. Okay. Tax Stone, Tax Stone was king. There would be no drink champs. Man, people forget Tax was it. He was a bully with a podcast. Math Hoffa. No, it was Tax Stone. Okay? There would be none of these guys would be popping right now if had Tax not done what he did. Do y'all understand? Let's continue. 
In the aftermath, Colin said Contragor started to flee when someone yelled the cops were coming. I'm like, nope, fuck that. I'm staying with them. Campbell was charged in January 27, uh, 2017 after police said they found DNA on the 9mm handgun used in the shooting. I can protect myself as a man, so I'm not thinking about rolling with six goons. When I see you walking up with six dudes, uh, bang the bang, uh, bang, ba 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 ba. That's when I. That's why I be laughing at rappers. He said, uh, "Rappers, I don't care about you. I'm gonna tell you. Try me, man. Throwing it all, throwing it all away, throwing it all away." Threw it all away, y'all. Let's continue. It is it. <sighs> Threw it all away. All right. So on Monday, the Brooklyn rapper took to Instagram with a recent photo of Hove in court, accompanied by a caption summing up his feelings heading into the into the trial. According to Troy, he's happy that seven years, oh shit, of controversy will be settled once he speaks. This thing's been going on for seven years. Twenty sixteen, y'all. To all my real ones that have been riding with me. And for me, today is the day I finally get to clear my name. Can you imagine fighting a murder trial for seven years? It's been almost seven years since I lost one of my closest friends, R.I.P. Banga. Seven years of a narrative about it being my fault. Seven years of my character being assassinated all the while trying to defend myself without saying much. I took it all on the chin, never complained about the stress, even though I felt it. Never complained about the pain, even though it hurt. Never shed a tear, even though my heart was crying. At my weakest points, I drew strength from God, drew strength from my children, and drew strength from y'all. But today, your boy is strong. Today is our day. We in court, and the facts will speak louder than any words. It's time to get this false narrative off my name and dark cloud off my head. He continued, to all my supporters, today is the day you can tell whoever went up against us, eat a D. I told you so. Let's continue to spread love and destroy hate. Let's win. Can't play that. Can't play that. Anywho, that's his Instagram. That's his IG post. Okay. All right. And it was funny because they were going back and forth on Twitter, right? Ta- uh, Tax that says some, and then oh my god, and then Troy said, "You got all the time in the world to be waiting." <laughs> it was so damn funny. So Tax had said, um. Can't wait for this delusional lying ass bozo to testify on Monday. And then Troy Ave came back and said, uh, wait, 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 wait. He said, said the person with nothing but time, his friends cooked him very well done. I might just bring the dessert. What kind y'all want? (laughs) Here we go. Over the weekend, New York rapper, big body. Big Body Best came to the defense of tax by poking fun at Troy taking the stand and essentially snitching on the former podcast host. Best posted a mock flyer on Twitter promoting an event at a Manhattan courthouse where the Brooklyn rapper would be performing all his greatest hits. And that's the that, that's the caption. Yeah, man, street niggas, man. Come on. Y'all see how childish hip hop is. Y'all see how childlike hip hop is. Once again, another example of, of arrested development in hip hop. I wish a motherfucker would try to kill me and you want to call me a snitch for telling what. So if I'm not going to go out and come, if I'm not going to come back and kill you on some street shit. So I testify that you tried to kill me. 
I'm a snitch. Boy, the, the, listen, the G code is dead. Um, hip hop, <laughs> hip hop codes, morals, and ethics dead. This makes no sense. This this man was, <laughs> was fighting for his life. Yo, that cover is it is funny. I'm not gonna say and lie. I'm not gonna lie. I love how he praises then invites me. That's a New York thing. Yo, yo, tax is going away for. Ironic was starting beef with Man Hopper now. Now Hopper podcast king. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, listen, the one, the ones I remember tax was the Beanie Siegel and the, the the Meek Mill. This is when Meek Mill was like Meek Mill, when Meek Mill first got the the Phantom. I remember that interview because it was a big fucking deal because it was Meek, like it was like Meek Mill. Tax, man, listen, tax had. It's a clean ass suit though, right? Henry Cavill from the man and uncle. But Tax Stone, like people forget, I don't know why, but Tax Stone had it on lock. There was nobody bigger than, than Tax Stone when, ta- when Tax Stone was on top. Everybody had to wait their turn. Everybody had to wait their turn. You know? This is crazy. Okay. Now let me get to my final story. What where am I at time wise? I'm at an hour. Oh, I'm just I'm just now hitting an hour. Shit. Eee. It's gonna be a short show tonight. It's gonna be a short show tonight. Okay. Okay. Remember this woman here. Her name was Amanda. Let's let's run it back. Let's run it back. Now remember this woman, Amanda. Some of y'all may not. Some of y'all should remember this woman. Okay. Okay. How is he? A sn- I, I, bruh, I don't. You better tell who tried to kill you. Right? What? Yeah. Yeah. Self-preservation is snitching, basically. Yeah. Snitching is basically, you know, self-preservation. Okay. Yeah, she did. She did. She did. This is sad. So let's get into it. This is Amanda. Let's let's listen to Amanda's story. And like your grandparents was good? Yeah. It was real good. I didn't feel lonely anymore. They they brought me on clothes, shoes, anything I wanted. So now I'm down I live downtown LA. Um But for those of us that remember, you remember. But let's continue. This is heartbreaking. I was a prostitute, and you I'm do, a crackhead. You do crack? Yeah. And where do you stay? You're in a tent? Um, no, I just uh, walk the streets all night, oh, you day. Yeah. And? I'm a clone. <laughs> oh, did I already talk to you? No. You sure I haven't talked to you? No. I think I have. No. All right. Yeah, I lost my voice. So how are you doing? I'm doing that. I lost my voice because... I mean, I don't want me to say much. Or, um, How'd you lose your voice? Basically, you know what I'm saying? I go so hard, I tell the truth so much. Um, the truth is out there. It's not good. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, he, he, it gets worse. Now, this is her. She's cleaned up. This is her after. I mean, like, after. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to it. It's, mm-hmm. it's sketchy. Let's get to it. I have a hard time looking at you and. and 
visualize or imagining <laughs> you were the same person. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I watched the videos on Skid Row. It's just like <clears throat> schizophrenia is a true demon. And if you have schizophrenia, you got to stop using so that you can see your true diagnosis and your true mental illness because they can't diagnose you if you're on drugs. So you have to get out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, what ended up happening was she died in the rehab that took her in. Okay, so... Let me find the expose. There was an expose exposing the rehab people that took her in. So y'all just bear with me because I had to find it. It's here in this thread somewhere. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think this is, is this a thread? Okay, so Aura and Lima Jemerovich, who helped Amanda Rab get clean, did it ethically. But after this YouTube investigation, uh, investigative journalist vid, it now seems like this wasn't the case. So let's take a look. Let's take a look. My name is Mark Leda, and I produce the videos that you see on my channel, Soft White Underbelly. Mark oh, it's him? Ooh. Uh-oh. 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 This might not... This might not be good. Oh, shit, damn it. Okay, so let's... My name is... All right. Go to the court document. Search in Penelope. Okay, I'm like in the cut, and then I'm going to get murdered. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm behind the scenes. I'm annoying everybody. And then I get murdered. And I don't want no girl close to my age doing my thoughts. And... Video gaming me, so nah, I'm not feeling it. Okay, yeah, fair use. Yeah. Sometime in February, okay. I was on the internet, definitely not minding my own business. And someone told me, this guy, you know, you vaguely remember from your childhood, Bam Margera. I'm Bam Margera. An actor from Jackass. And I feel like kicking my dad's ass all day today. <laughs> Okay, called Mark Leta. Basically, what I was able to figure out is he interviews people mainly in the Skid Row area. A lot yeah, of yeah, people yeah. who he interviews are without homes. Right, they right, right. often struggle with substance use issues, yeah, yeah. dependence, uh -huh, etc. Uh -huh. You know, people say, "Oh, you're, what you're doing is exploitive," all the time. Look, a hotel. The, ho the hotel I'm staying at while I'm here in Tampa, they're exploiting my need to sleep. Mm. The, the, the restaurant that I had breakfast at is exploiting my hunger. We're, nah, you can't, you can't do yes, that. You can't say that, bro. Yes, they're exploiting my drug and I do an interview with, with her. She takes the hit because she's been made to look bad. Now, now I didn't trick her into doing that. She came to me, or, or, or I might have asked her, and said, you know, but I, I, want, I tell everybody right up front, like, this is going to be on YouTube. How much drug addiction can you actually watch? You know, it's like so. Some, but people love those. You, know, you put up a female, an attractive female heroin addict, that'll get a lot of views. So it's it's all that. Let me just get this straight. Okay. The son and the government will make me extra horny if I have sex with you. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm doing this for myself. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm not exactly. trying to make anybody happy. Some people say, oh, I hate these Appalachian people. Stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Get back to the drug addicts. And other people say these Appalachian things are great. That's all I watch. I don't give a fuck. I've been a photographer since I was 14. 
and I spend most of my career doing advertising work. So I'm basically making, helping uh, wealthy corporations become even wealthier. And that became, that, that, that I realized as I got older, that was my legacy, and I didn't feel comfortable with that. So I wanted to do something that mattered more in the world. It's not to help the addict that's outside my door. Even though I've done that, I've done that many times. I've spent, wow. over the last 10 years, I've, sp I've, I've talked with about a thousand people, and I've, financially, I've, I've probably spent $150,000. I've helped some addicts. That's a, that's a personal thing I do. It has nothing to do with this channel. I'm just showing you what some things that are wrong with the country. Uh -huh. And so Lima was on Mark Leta's channel. I give the doctors the tools to see. So if you tell me you're fine, and I look and I can see that you're not fine, addicts are master manipulators. And I was like, well, this is strange. Why is Bam Margera's conservator on Mark Leta's channel talking about virtual reality? We also use virtual reality wow. so we can put patients in triggering environments. So she talks about her company, Aura, which is a digital health startup. But essentially what the startup does is uses virtual reality goggles on people with drug addiction. And I quickly, quickly discover that Lima and Mark had teamed up to help one of Mark's subjects. Okay. Lima ended up being in charge of this subject's life. And now this subject, whose name is Amanda Rabb, was dead. Oh. Oh. I start looking into Lima, and turns out this is not her only and first startup. She had some company, at least one, maybe two. It seemed like the type of program you could do to shorten your jail time or something, and that's all I was able to tell factually. Now, what I can speculate... Well, yeah, drug cases, they give you the option to go, you know, go get cleaned up as opposed to avoid jail time. But yeah, 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 that's, that's nothing new. Okay. ...is that... Lima was looking for a targeted group of test subjects and prisoners seem easy, right? She could have easily gotten government funding if she was helping prisoners. So that didn't work. I don't know why. That was just my assumption. And then you see Aura. All right. So Lima, Lima Yamramovich. Yamramovich. You have a company yeah. ca called Aura. Mm -hmm. And what, what do you guys do? So we're all about data-driven healing. Our goal is to use technology to scale affordable, high-quality treatment services. Okay, I can't front, but everything's pretty much going digital. But I, I get it. They're, they were headed at the curve. I get it, because this is where your healthcare is going. I mean, they already got you doing Zoom meetings with your nurse, your nurse practitioner and your doctor anyway. So what's the difference? But I'm I, okay. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. We also use virtual reality, so we can put patients in triggering environments and um you know for example we put a patient in a bar Amanda. Amanda is the most difficult case. We're going to be documenting exactly how we're getting Amanda into treatment. Something else has happened with Amanda that kind of helped right? Yes. Um, she ended up in jail. Exactly. Uh, Rab, it was her last name, uh, R-A-B-B, Amanda Rab, R-A-B-B. Okay, let's go. Once I figured out that there were like 15 or 16 different videos in this Amanda Lima, Mark Leta series of events, I began wow. to watch them in order. My first question was, well, who is this Amanda person Lima keeps referencing? Because I had never seen Soft White Underbelly before. I didn't watch the channel. So on December 14, 2019, the first video of Amanda appears on Soft White Underbelly. She says a number of things in that first video. First of all, she off the bat calls her father a molester. 
and says that is the reason why she had to move out from living with her father. Now, Amanda is introduced to us as a homeless prostitute, but she explains her homelessness situation in those first appearances on Soft White Underbelly. No, I, had, I didn't have a mom growing up, so it was just me and my father. I had to move to my mom's family's house, so I grew up with them. I just went with them. It was just a better situation. Amen. No. Tell me about your family. You grew up with both your parents? Yeah, I grew up with my auntie and uncle. Um, they took me in. Yeah, this is this is jarring. Every time I see this part, this is deeply disturbing. I was, I live with my dad. He turned out to be a molester, so his wife left him. She says she used to live with her father. She says her mother is dead. She says her father was a molester, so she moved in with her aunt and uncle. And now today, she could live with her father, who does have an apartment, but he's a molester. She says those things. Now, this is important because later on in this series of videos over the course uh -huh. of months and years, Amanda Rabb's father would make an appearance as the savior of Amanda. During one such domicile situation, he attempted to put her in a conservatorship. Amanda does come across just generally in these videos to the average viewer, most likely as crazy, unhinged, very paranoid, rambling. Yeah, I think I've seen the Atlanta Street guy, his interview. I think I, I've seen a couple of his... I think I've seen a couple of his. I mean, everybody's doing it, so it's it's a it's you know it's content driven. I mean, it's, it gets clicks and views. So, I mean, there's tons of guys out here doing. It. I mean, there's one guy that does it out here in California. He interviews homeless people, but they were like well-to-do homeless people. So, yeah. And perhaps unable to like share a reality right with the person she's talking to. But I went into watching Amanda's videos with a very open mind. I wanted to hear what she had to say. And it was traumatic and painful for me to even watch the videos. So I don't even pretend to know what it must have felt like for Amanda to be in these videos. Um, but I mean, she talked a lot about things that people would immediately write someone off for talking about. She talked mm. about there being electronic versions of herself running around Skid Row, which sounds crazy until you see that the treatment that she would later be subjected to against her will would be in fact a virtual reality version of Skid Row. She would have an avatar in the world, so there would be electronic versions of her running around Skid Row. Okay, so now we get the, the meta part of it. Okay, got you. Skid Row. There's different me's running around here electronic, and I wanna know who is doing that. What the fuck? You need to stop. Oh my God! When I was smoking, I'm like, in the cut, and then I'm gonna get murdered. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm behind the scenes, I'm annoying everybody, and then I get murdered. So over the course of the videos, Amanda appears several times and is interviewed. She becomes kind of a repeat player on the soft white underbelly. So clearly, we're looking at different altars or fractured altars of, uh, of her personality so you know those that, that have fractured personalities different alters you know you kind of break pieces off of the person's psyche and every piece is a different personality because that's what i'm getting every time i look at these different pictures of her and every time she mentions the different interview we're getting a different aspect or a different alter of amanda mm, this is government shit this is cia shit this is what they do to prisoners and, and Red Sparrow and um, uh, 1883 or 1850. Uh, this is like elite level spy shit. Wow, let's go. Channel. And each time she appears to be in slightly different physical condition. Now, it does appear as though Amanda's physical condition does get worse. She loses teeth. She seems to lose weight. Mark later begins to drop clues in his videos about his intervention in Amanda's life. I feel uncomfortable. The guy videotaping me right now is making me feel like he regrets helping me right now. So I don't regret helping you. 
Yeah. I would love to help you. <laughs> you're, you're lucky to have it as you do. Yeah. Your, your family uh, and I and a few other people that have known you in the past yeah, are this trying is to exactly, This is exactly you. what this is. This is MK Ultra, like, without a doubt. So this is what it looks like when you do this on the homeless people or people that can't, def can't defend themselves. This is exactly what it looks like. No, they're not. Yes, we are. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, we are. There's different me's running around here electronic, and I want to know who is doing that. Now, if Phil Valentine said this exact same thing, y'all be like, yeah, he's right. Yeah, it is. it's different versions of us. If Phil Valentine said the exact same thing she just said, we'd all be in agreement. We would all be in agreement. If Billy Carson said this, if, if, if Bobby Hammett said this, uh, it had Dr. Blair said this, we all be like, hell yeah, different versions, different electronic doppelgangers of us, different realities and simulations, the multiverse. Nobody would question anything if these men had said the same thing she just said. So she's telling y'all what time it is, even though you, the messenger, don't focus on the messenger, focus on the message. All right. Yes. Yeah, you need trap. to stop. He says things like he brings Amanda clothes or he'll try to come and talk to Amanda. And Amanda admits in these videos to running away from Mark. Mark also says something along the lines of, you know, Amanda, dad and I give you money because we know that you will do whatever you need to do and whatever it takes to get money for crack. And we don't want you to have to expose yourself to all that. So in my opinion, that is Mark Leta admittedly financially enabling a woman who he knows to be suffering with a crack addiction with money in order to buy crack. Your dad and I give you money to avoid you doing more dangerous things for your, your addiction that you're not gonna, you're gonna do whatever it takes to get your money for crack. So if your dad and I give you a little bit of cash. Now, not all of Mark's subjects are repeat players. Not all of them come back. It seems to me most of them do not. Amanda came back and appeared on Mark Lay to Soft White Underbelly on March 1st, 2020. And cause I was, I, my dad, he turned out to be a molester. Ugh, I can't stand this. I can't stand watching that, that, that interview. Oh, it bothers me. It bothers me. So his wife left him. She appeared again for a third interview on April 15th, 2020. Amanda, do you, do you see that you're kind of getting worse and worse every time we speak? Then on May 30th, we have Lima doing another YouTube collaboration, this time with a YouTuber named 16Leo. This video is in collaboration with 16Leo. How exactly does DID happen? So is Aura a result of you trying to help out your sisters? Yes. Okay, DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder. That's how you do the fracturing of the alt, that's how you create the different alters within someone's psyche they you impart you fracture the psyche and then you impart the personality that you want that particular alter to 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 become so yeah did dissociative uh identity disorder okay let's go actually aura was bloomed from a desire to help my sisters but it also exists to better treatment for all mental health illnesses now lima would go on to make various youtube appearances and she would talk mostly and predominantly about aura and her technology hi i'm Lumi abramovich and i'm the founder of autonomous user rehabilitation agent or aura for sure she would use the same talking points on each one if we put more services more funding behind mental health services kind of seemed like a pr marketing strategy to me so she would say things like you know insurance doesn't cover enough days in rehab they go to treatment for 30 days because that's what insurance will cover it costs about forty-five thousand dollars per month for somebody to get treatment in a residential facility it's very expensive but the relapse rate is 90 percent insurance yeah angela makes a good point denzel washington is a method actor jared leto is a method actor austin butler who played elvis method actor ll cool j tried it but during that movie um the movie he played the husband to uh to uh, what's her name 
Dwayne Wade's wife. What movie was that, y'all? It was a it was a big deal. I'll give you the backstory on it. But what was the name of that movie? He played Gabrielle Union's husband. What was the name of that movie? It was a black movie. And it was about a funeral and a dead daddy. And all the siblings were fighting. Deliver us from Eva. So what happened was when LL got into, this was like one of his bigger gigs. And he tried to become a method actor. Right. But we, what people don't understand with method actors, they're always in character. There's no breaks. So when you say cut, it's not a cut for them. They're still in character. So sometimes when they go home to their families, they're in that character. There is no cut. Right. And a lot of these guys have to go see psychiatrists or therapists to kind of compress or, um, or, or compartmentalize that character they've been playing. All right. So LL tried to be a method actor on this on this movie. And the people, they were complaining because he was too into it. They were complaining behind the scenes like he was always in that character. Now, the character wasn't a bad person, but he was always in that mode. And I remember um, Gabrielle had com- had complained at one point. A couple of set uh, designers had complained that he that he was just always in character. But that's what method actors do. They're always in character until they go see a therapist, until the shoot is over. And since then, I believe he's never really engaged back into method acting for his for his roles moving forward because there was such a bad taste in people's mouths. But that's what happens. Right. You don't hear people complain about Jared Leto because Jared Leto is a Hollywood A-lister. But and they put up with his shit. But he's classic method actor. That motherfucker, when he played Joker, he was Joker when he went home. He was Joker when he woke up and woke up in the morning. He was a Joker when he went to the bathroom. You know, what I'm saying if he had if he found a hooker for that weekend, he was a Joker. All right, this man was a joker 24-7. There is no off switch with method acting. Okay? All right. Denzel told y'all he had to channel some spirits to play whatever roles he was in. But, okay, let's go. Companies are saying, we're not going to fund 45, 45, 45 when you have such a high relapse rate. If she wasn't cash paying, she would have been released in two days from that video. So she had the same kind of talking points over and over. And she had this virtual reality program that she was marketing to people with substance use disorder is what she calls it. So by July, Lima already knew about Amanda and was yes, working. Yes, uh, Michael B. Jordan had Killmonger issues after Heath Ledger, another method actor. Yeah. Yeah, that shit. Once the, the final shoot wraps, there's no off switch. They need to go see somebody to kind of, they have, they can't really ever get rid of that character. They have to compartmentalize and put that shit away. So imagine a guy like, imagine Jared Little by the time he's 70 years old. You know how many different alters he would have compartmentalized, different characters he's played, just locked away. And God forbid he doesn't have a psychic break when one of those motherfuckers comes out. You know what I'm saying? So they're always struggling with keeping those other, other alters at bay. There's always somebody in charge. And the others are fighting for control. That's part of the problem with DID. There's other dis- the other personalities are fighting for control to come out. They want to come out, right? And then you see somebody that kind of goes dark mid-conversation, and then someone else pops up, and they're like, oh, hey. Like, it's the creepiest thing if you see somebody that actually has it. And um, I know somebody that does. And when you when you see them kind of like blank, they'll, they'll, they'll be in mid-conversation, and something will trigger or the other personality to come out, and you'll see them like stop. It kind of glaze over. And then all of a sudden, this person just kind of like, oh, hey. It's like, 
Oh, that's usually how it looks when the other personality assumes control. It's it's freaky, man. It's because you're like, who am I dealing? Who am I talking to? <laughs> Concert with Amanda's father, who she called a molester, and Mark Leita, who was paying her, admittedly, knowing to go buy crack with, and they all conspired to make sure that Amanda went to jail. This is what happened. Larry Rabb called Mark Leita. Hello, Mark. Yes, yes, Mark, Mark Leita here. Well, how can I help? Yes, uh, Amanda assaulted me. What do I do? Mark Leita says, oh, you should definitely call the police and get her in jail because that's the only way we're going to be able to help her. Oh, okay, I'll do that. Thank you, Mark. Okay, cool. Let me know how it goes. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. So basically that happened. So then Larry calls 911, calls the police. Amanda gets put in jail. Now listen, this is, do not take this as me excusing criminal activity. I do not. We have a criminal justice system for a reason, and it is based on innocence until proven guilty and fundamental principles like due process of law, being able to hire your own lawyer, not having or being co coerced to uh, testify against yourself. So for the criminal justice system, we have a system. It could be better, it could be refined and reformed, but I do believe in it. And I do think that when you commit crimes, and especially when those crimes are harming other people physically, you you should have to deal in some capacity with the criminal justice system. So this assault happened in context of a lot of other moving parts, all right? And I would prefer if you just please keep an open mind. Stay with me till the end of the story because I think you might think something different at the end of it. I hate y'all in these comments right now. So we have Lima ramping up her social media activity, right? She's doing dissociative, huge YouTubers. I consider myself being part of a DID system. Uh oh. My name is Sally. My name is Nina. My See? Oh, this gives me the creeps because if you know somebody like this in real for real you you know exactly you know how triggering it can be to see someone exhibit those behaviors i'm sorry i'm, I'm getting off i don't mean to be long-winded but when you see somebody actually have this you never forget it you never forget it my name is jade my name is mara hello everybody this is chloe welcome back to another video by dissociated and today i have lima here with me lima got dissociated who has a million subscribers on lima's channel as her first youtube video ever oh my god hi everyone <laughs> so i work in mixed reality and mental health today you're here to talk about it with me exactly yeah lima's doing some really really exciting things that i think is really going to change the future of mental health and how we treat it especially in inpatient therapy and speaking with doctors you've got a lot of people on board and i really think that what you're doing can make a big difference hi everyone welcome to my first video with chloe from dissociated 16 leo huge youtuber all right lima let me ask you a few questions yeah. Can you explain disassociative identity disorder? Dissociative identity disorder or DID was previously called multiple personality disorder. She's getting a YouTube channel. Her sister. Okay. Yeah. That's what they used to call it. AKA schizophrenia. Um, his daughter is running the channel. His daughter is running. You know what? Let's, is, are they live now? I'm gonna come back to this y'all. Hold up. Uh, what's it? What's nigga name? Kevin. Yeah. I'm gonna come back to this. Hold up. I just, I'm just curious. I'm just curious to see how they're going to do this because the man is dead. Obviously his daughter is not him. It can't speak and talk like him. Can't do the same format. Let's see if are they live? It's supposed to be going live pretty soon. Nope. Still not live. Oh, let's see what this is. I mean, I will congratulate so it's all old clips. Actually, exactly. It's all old clips. <laughs> ain't shit you could do you can't listen this will be hot for about two two three months you can't revive a dead man's channel so all you're gonna do all they can do is post old clips of kevin samuels that's it that's it you can't do shit you can't do shit with this 
yeah. It's like it's like when Biggie died. Puffy brought out all those old ass Biggie songs for uh was it Afterlife? It wasn't the same. That's all this is, y'all. But yo, the money, I ain't mad at the money. I ain't mad at the money. So y'all wanna pay this much for reruns? I mean, that's cool. Yeah, get that get their money. Get their money. I'm not mad. Yes, you're milking a ghost. Exactly. Recycle. Exactly. Exactly. This will be hot for about two to three months. Maybe you might you might get a six month run out of this. Then after a while, it's like, okay, you've already seen this content before. You know? Listen, there's there's no more consultations. There's no more consultations. Right? For those that are still on his Patreon, okay. How long do you plan on being a, becoming a uh, staying a, a Patreon member for old stuff? You know, like you can't six months tops, six months tops. We've already seen this man do everything. All right, let's get back to this. My bad, sorry. Also, are YouTubers who Lima has taken over their social media accounts and is advertising Aura. If you go to Lima's website, meetara.io, you will see under her press or whatever tab that she still has Amanda up and is advertising using Amanda Amanda's And wow. also on her website, she has a whole section on a step by step procedural process how you can put your family member into a conservatorship or take over their rights just like she did to Amanda. So, wow. step one on Aura's website, Lima's website, is conservatorship or jail. Step two is detox. Step three, I don't know. I just, I never really get, stopped being flabbergasted by conservatorship or jail. So she's telling you in the open, out in the open, that her tactics involve putting someone into a conservatorship or jail, okay? So if you watched the Bam Margera video. Wow, that's, that's grimy as hell. Not even the government would do you like this. This is grimy. You might have said something like, well, how do you know? Bam wasn't trying to escape court-ordered treatment. Well, how do you know he didn't choose court-ordered treatment over jail? He might have. Because Lima's MO is to force somebody to choose between a conservatorship under her or jail under jail. And I guess most people don't know what conservatorship is. Lima yeah, Britney Spears. Well, she was under one. Couldn't do shit. Had to get permission to, to, to take a piss. I was telling everyone, these homes these rehab facilities are so nice she would go there for a vacation it's like a luxury facility you get to play games anybody would choose that over jail if that's the two options they were given but right and then they get monies for taking care of you because you're crazy they got you on ssi or whatever they call it and they get disability checks and crazy checks for you in their name because they own you in conservatorship and you don't have to tell and you don't have to tell the client anything Right, Brittany fought for what ten years to get from under that. So all that money she generated, they could have done whatever they wanted with her. They did whatever they wanted with her money. She had, it took her about ten years to get from under that conservatorship, and that's if the judge deems you fit to function on your own outside of a cons conservatorship. Okay, matter of fact, information man, you you know this. Yeah. It, it, this is what he does. Well, not what he does, but he know. Yeah, he knows this shit better than I do. Yeah. But that is not the reality, and that is not what happened. So Lima, Mark, and Larry get Amanda put in jail in Los Angeles. While she's in jail, Lima Sis, visits her, and they the talk about the never wrong. getting out, whatever, whatever. August first, so that means after Amanda was put in jail, Lima shows up on soft white underbelly for the first time to talk about Aura. Lima Yamramovich? Yamramovich. You have a company yeah. ca called Aura. Mm -hmm. And what, what do you guys do? 
So we're all about data-driven healing. She talks about starting a scholarship program. Yes, so I'm actually starting the scholarship program. I just registered a nonprofit called the Abramovich Institute of Behavior and Brain Sciences. Uh okay. Tiff, I hear you, but out here in California, it's a bit different. It's a bit different. Once they get they, <laughs> once they got you on paperwork for that, they don't have to answer. You have to take them to court, right? And 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 every I, I believe every six months or every year they would they would ask would request um whatever, and you just give them what the fuck they want, unless the person's complaining to the court, say hey. My rights are being deprived. I, I don't have this. I'm not being fed. I'm hungry. I don't have no place to stay. Unless you raise a big enough stink to the court, they're not gonna. You're not gonna question a conservatorship because guess what? The state gets money off that shit too. Taxes, y'all. Everybody gets a cut off an of SSI check. What do you mean? Um, and so the reason for that is initially because I work in mental health. I know the, the industry inside and out when it comes to insurance and facilities. She's the worst guardian ever. Yeah, I'm sorry. All of the politics behind it. She introduces herself, introduces Aura, says what she's about. And then she says to Mark, I'm hoping your viewers will help me to pick someone out to win an Aura scholarship. They're able to attend an Aura facility. So treatment centers that use our technology um, receive three months of residential care and then after the three months of residential care they're put into an outpatient program they go home um, so they have a little bit more freedom but the home is a sober living and it's there's a lot of sketchy sober livings out there but the ones that we work with also have the aura technology of course yeah of course you send them to your facility of your choosing that has your products in it they get you coming and get you going it costs about two hundred and fifty thousand conservatively. And then additionally, we'll do a go. You, you want to do a GoFundMe campaign for the scholarship, right? That would be incredible. And then we'll, we'll yeah. choose somebody to be decided later that you think would be a good candidate for this. Absolutely. This is after Amanda was in jail. She might have been in jail during the filming of this. That would be somebody that, that I've interviewed on my exactly, channel. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we can do updates um, with yep. that person. I wish you the best of luck with it. Yeah. And so. Um, Sounds incredible. Well, I'd love to work with you to fill in the first um, scholarship person from from one of the people oh, that, that you've That would be awesome. We can yeah. And of course, he would get a kickback. Do an update for your guests. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. They didn't think anybody was going to put the timeline together because they would later tell us, and I'll admit in the open, I have this clip, that they worked together using Lima's expertise. Lima already had the papers. Lima already had the stuff. Yep. Ready. They all worked together. Yep. Thank you, Mark, for introducing me to Lima and Ivan. What a blessing. Yeah. Now, if this is her daddy, now, what did it take for him to come on here and say this to back her program regarding his daughter? Right. Did he get paid for this, too? I'm asking questions. You have to ask these questions at this point, because this is the so-called, you know, the toucher. Right. This is the, the man that the woman accused of touching her. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And then, then along comes Lima. On August 1st, Lima comes on South by an Underbelly for the first time, saying she's going to start a scholarship program, saying that the viewers are going to help her pick who's going to be the one getting the scholarship and all of that. We'll do a go. You, you want to do a GoFundMe campaign for the scholarship. We'll, we'll yeah. choose somebody to be decided later that you think would be a good candidate for this? Absolutely. But certainly already knows who she's going to be picking. Yeah, and so... Um, Sounds incredible. Well, I'd love to work with you to fill in the first um, scholarship person from from one of the people oh, that, that you've interviewed. Exciting. That would be awesome. Then August 30th, the end of the month, she's talking about treatment plans. And we talked long and hard about who it could be, and there's yeah. lots of people that, that are good kind yeah. of candidates. And I also asked for comments from your viewers of um, who they wanted. Right. Okay, let's do this. Let's look up who this woman is, because now I'm hella intrigued. Anything, anybody from Eastern European, any, any, okay, now I, this is where my personal 
my personal experience comes in with Eastern European women. Cause y'all know about the, uh, the Romanian that I used to finally talk about in fear for a very, very long time. Right. So, <laughs> oh shit. Not this. Um, Lima, Lima, Lima. Yeah. Any woman Eastern European, you have to assume they're already well-versed in the trappings of the mind. You have to already assume So let's see. Institute of Behavior and Brain Sciences was bloomed from a desire to create tools to improve mental health care. This is where, you know what, honestly, this is where mental health is going. It's going to go digital, right? Because now you see a bunch of people get cut down by the cops for mental health issues. We had the one kid, Najee, a couple of days ago. What was his name? He got killed by the cops after a four hour standoff. You know, what? let me find his name. What was his name? Um, and kid. Oh no. Okay. Mental. I'm all over the place. Please forgive me y'all. But this topic is so engaging. It's, it's just so immersive and it's just, it can go anywhere. Mentally ill man killed by cops after shit. Four hour stand off what the fuck was his name this just happened Najee Seabrooks here we go yes Najee Seabrooks now the odds of this the police shooting of a Patterson man who was a member of a local anti-violence group has renewed calls for less police involvement in situations involving people exhibiting signs of mental illness what's going to happen is at some point, the government will create federal mandates for mental health people, technicians to get involved and in, when, they, when the cops are involved. And it's going to not be good because then that makes you state property or you become the property of whatever facility they take you. Okay, so here we go. New Jersey made strides announcing February that a pilot program pairing police officers with mental health experts would expand to almost every county in the next year. Um, it's clear that regular police units are not properly trained and equipped to deal with mental health crises. This will be a, this will be like another stop and frisk. So the moment they deem you mentally ill or you're a mental, you're a threat mentally, they're going to bring them people, put you in a straight jacket, put you in the, in the truck and take you to a facility and, and shock therapy to your ass to death. So it's either take this shock therapy or let these cops, we let you loose, let these cops loose on you. This is how you're going to legally kidnap people under the guise of mental illness. God forbid, this is going to be ugly. This is going to be so ugly. So here we go. Um, Friday, March 3rd, 31-year-old Najee Seabrooks, a member of the Patterson Healing Collective Violence Intervention Program, barricaded himself, listen to this shit, barricaded himself inside of his apartment, starting a standoff with police that lasted more than four hours. Police arrived at the scene after they received a 911 call about a person in distress. At 12.30 p.m., officers and Say and Jose Hernandez shot at Seabrooks. According to the state attorney general's office, which investigates all killings by police, Seabrooks was pronounced dead at a nearby hospital. Liz, Liza Chowdhury, director of the Patterson Healing Collective, said their team arrived on the scene after Seabrooks reached out to them in their work group chat. They identified themselves on the scene and even showed police the text from Seabrooks, but were rebuffed by the authorities. 
An officer, an, an official with the Patterson Police Union, said Seabrooks was wielding was wielding knives when officers shot him. She said, "Our team is trained in trauma-informed practices like de-escalating and med, uh, mediating and talking to them. We don't have guns. We would have went in and asked Najee on that day, what do you need? How can we get you to a hospital?' He texts us for help, specifically for our help." Now, how does a man go from a member of the, uh, what is this? So how does a man go from an anti-violence group somehow get gunned down behind under the guise of mental illness? They got a solution for, for everybody. Okay, let's get back to it. Sorry for the rant. And this woman here, I want to know her parents. I want to know her parents and what country she comes from. Uh-oh. She was made Bam Majera's guardian in t- June 2021. This woman, she's an asset. She's she's a government asset. Oh, best believe. Best believe. Okay, despite rumors, Bam has never been in a conservatorship, but rather a temporary health care guardianship for reasons not shared with the public. If Bam chooses to speak to this, he will, when he is ready. Oh, uh, yeah, she's she's government funded. Uh, is a founder COR with a data-driven technology platform for healing mental health disorder. Okay, okay, da, 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 da. VR system. She lives in LA. Uh, done a bachelor's degree at from the Carleton University. Okay. Damn, I want to know who the fuck her parents are. I want to know who her parents are. So this is a Lima. This is from New Jersey. What does it say? Filing Brittany Jereen Corville motion to dismiss plaintiff's complaint. Uh, memorandum of law and further support of his motion to dismiss pursuant filing filing. Okay. Pro hack vice counsel filing. Okay, okay. So what ended up happening? What ended up had motion to leave to appear pro hack. Uh, let's see. But as of right now, the docket last retrieved October. Okay, 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 okay. A nature of assault. Okay, assault, libel, and slander. So she, Lima, is suing this woman for libel and slander. Cause of action, diversity, libel, assault, and slander. Ooh, interesting. 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 Okay. Okay. All right, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. This is, I'm, I'm in it now. I'm in it. The funding is coming from the viewers. We want to listen to them. And we had an overwhelming response. We can save Amanda's life. She does not want to go to treatment. She doesn't want help. The same day, while all that's going on, Mark Leta has the audacity to upload a whole nother interview with Amanda. I guess he figured, like, I should just do another interview with Amanda. I don't know. Whoever <laughs> you're, you're cuter. Really you're so cute. I wish you could get clean and stay clean. I just wanted to show off my new hairstyles. Take off, Michael. Sh- take off that silly wig. And, uh, <laughs> take it off. Because a lot of people have amazing bodies. 
It's called the crack diet. Wow. That's cool to pass one on me. So, and I don't want no girl close to my age doing my thoughts and video gaming me, so. She says, among other very disturbing things, I don't want no girl close to my age doing my thoughts and video gaming me, mm -hmm. so nah. I'm not feeling that, but I am thankful. She was already in jail when that video aired, which means she probably knew someone was gonna try to video game her and do her thoughts in a virtual reality skid row, and she was uncomfortable with that, and she said, nah, I don't want that. And she wouldn't consent to letting Lima video game her. Larry, Mark, and Lima conspired to force her. And it was easier to choose Amanda as the victim of this coerced treatment right. because they already had Larry Rab. Okay. What do we know about Larry Rab? We know that Amanda called him a molester. She never had to engage with strange people as a child. From daycare to school, school, you know what I mean. So now it's just totally different. I live with my dad. He turned out to be a molester. So his wife left him. Whatever Amanda said about her father in that first video, it's a bunch of nonsense. So I just wanted to say that. So I'm just a little suspicious of what's really going on here. On September 11th, Amanda's still in jail, and Lima and Larry appear again on Soft White Underbelly. So if it's... September 11th, 67 days ago, would be probably sometime at the end of July. Lima comes on Soft White Underbelly for the first time August 1st. And this is why we do timelines. So Larry, in the September 11th Soft White Underbelly video says, he's been trying to put Amanda Rabb into a conservatorship. We got a call from Mark about Lima. So last week, wow. was very interesting. Uh, that, that was the first week that you'd been involved in Amanda's yes. life. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, and Larry, uh, t tell me what happened last week. Last week, early morning, you know, you gotta be at court 8.30. 830. And Amanda's in jail. Amanda's, she's, she's in jail for an assault. So we have to petition to try to get conservatorship. He sings Lima's praises. Thank you, Lima. You are a bl So you create the conditions. You put the addict in conditions they can't control that you know that they're going to basically fail the test and put themselves in, 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 in harm's way. And then you go to the court and say, hey, look, this person is a problem. Put her under our care, under our guardianship. It's a mean hustle. It's a mean, and then you apply for the, to the state, right? Through Medicaid, Medicare, um, whatever social services California has out here. And you get fucking tons of money, man. This is, this was the shit that Rissa Islam was doing. God damn it. I knew, I, I knew this sounded familiar. Rissa Islam with, with, uh, what's it called? The, the, the whole shit. What was the name of the damn company with his mama? His mama dead now, right? Rissa Islam still hasn't pled or hasn't been sentenced in his his uh his fraud uh, against Medicare case. The sisters pled out. The mama died. Rissa Islam is the last one to be has yet to be sentenced. What's it called? Narcanon. Narcanon. What? Did, so Rissa Islam and his mama and all of them they would um put these kids, these high school kids, on a list for drug. They need hey they need mental health health drugs. And they would get kickbacks from Medicaid and they had a, a, a facility, Narconon, for, for troubled teens, whatever, that, that needed meds. Come to find out, parents found out their kids were on the list and their kids were not in the programs, never lived in the district. None of that shit, never had no ties to Narconon, none of that shit. That's how they got popped. This is what Rissa Islam was doing. So don't, don't get mad at the, at the European woman. The black man was doing this shit first. Blessing from God. And Miss Lima shows up and 
petitions, her appearance and her, her presence made the difference. She was able to just walk in the court and command that attention, that respect. She had the papers ready to go. Amanda does get put into court-ordered treatment. They were unsuccessful putting her into an LPS conservatorship, thank God, but they just circumvented the system and the judge released Amanda into Lima's care. And well, there it is there. Then you don't need a conservatorship. And then don't forget with, 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 with Rissa Islam, his first attorney died. His public defender died. They had a they, they had a, an extension for that, and then he got a new attorney. And then the sisters pled out. The mama died, and Rissa Islam has yet to plead out to his case. It's still ongoing. Lima tells us on South White Underbelly that she took full responsibility for Amanda's care. Transported, I think they probably detoxed her in LA. So October, the next month, she enters into a treatment facility called Desert Hope Treatment Center. It's in Las Vegas, Nevada. Like Las Vegas, where it has every substance known to man. But it was an Aura treatment facility. And Lima tells us that Amanda's plan is going to include virtual reality exposure therapy. I'm Brennan Spiegel, Director of Health Services Research for Cedar sinai I could not disambiguate this virtual reality from real reality. Everything's down to the high level of details. So you can even see the track marks on the person's arm right here. And I realized wow. at that moment that this was a technology that can overwhelm the mind and it could be used for evil. The virtual reality that Dr. Phil and Jay McGraw have created to help people when they get out of treatment is incredible. I do think you can turn this around and I've I have some thoughts about this. I, of course, I people with your help. Today. You all know what virtual reality is, right? Damn. When you put on goggles and wherever you look, you feel like you are right there in the moment. I've created wow. a virtual reality tool to help that transition go smoothly and prepare for triggers. Because I know people can be stars in rehab, it's transitioning out. And I'm trying to create a virtual reality tool to help people do that. It's just a new way of tweaking the mind to become sort of super better in, in essence. Virtual reality exposure therapy, Lima says, it is unethical and illegal to put the drug of choice in front of someone who you are treating in a residential treatment facility. For example, if you're in a treatment facility and um, I put you, I put your drug of choice in front of you, that would be extremely unethical. It's not allowed, right? She said it is illegal. You can use pictures, she said, but it's illegal and unethical and laughs. That would be unethical. <laughs>, laughs, like how funny it is that it's unethical. It would be extremely unethical. It's not allowed. Yeah, but who's going to check them? Like, who's going to do the follow-up? The, 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 who's going to come in and, and assess the programs and make sure the programs are being ran the way it's supposed to, according to the specifications of the law, whatever the case may be? Like, who, who are you going to send in to assess that? Right? There's no drugs on the premises. Um, if I can put that drug of choice in front of you, just the visual of it, it's not the same as me showing you a photo, but being able to put you in a room. Surrounded by drugs, surrounded by all your triggers. My God, this is dastardly. Our virtual reality technology, being able to put you in a room where you, um, you know, you essentially are by yourself, right? So now I'm able to test you because it's the power of VR. She mm -hmm. said she's worked with man who said his rock bottom is him alone on the couch with a bottle of alcohol. And so she created an environment that looks like a living room and a bottle of alcohol and this man put it on. So I'm not saying that's illegal. I, I believe it's unethical because I think showing someone a picture yeah, yeah, of yeah. a drug of Stardust choice is like a, a degree said that. of don't worry, darling. At the end of the movie, they're in virtual reality. So that whole, th them living in the 50s or the 60s in the desert, being married, it was all an illusion. It was all virtual reality. And then at the end, old girl, her, she broke. She had a psychotic break. She broke the programming, ended up killing everybody in the virtual reality, ended up killing her 
husband, played by Harry Styles, and come to find out this motherfucker was laid out in an apartment, dirty-ass apartment, hooked up to a fucking VR. Crazy. Yes. Let's go. Extrapolation, right? It's less concrete than a virtual reality simulation. I think that should absolutely be federally regulated, that you should not be able to just toss an unconsenting person into a triggering exposure environment. But that is not what the law says right now. So this is where we are. And Lima admits to using virtual reality to trigger people with PTSD and to trigger cravings yeah. in people struggling with addiction. We yeah. also use virtual reality so we can put patients in triggering environments. Amanda enters into Desert Hope Treatment Center, an ARA facility in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, interestingly, Lima posted a picture of the treatment center that Amanda was supposed to go to and, and never corrected the record and said that's not where she was. And it's not Desert Hope. There's a lie. And people get upset when I call Lima a liar because she has this sweet affect and she doesn't seem like evil. She's got this nice little soft voice and she seems to be, you know, saying all the right dog whistle words. And she's, you know, addicts and homeless and prostitution. And she uses all these scary words that get you in a state of upset oh girl chill out and then she offers you a solution and so you're like oh my god make this trauma stop so she must be telling the truth i operate in one absolute thing and that is truth lima didn't tell the truth now we've caught her in two lies so far on the timeline first of all that the audience was somehow going to help pick amanda as, as i said rape. before she was the worst case you could find on skid row yeah definitely and what, like probably you. the worst case i've ever listen, seen personally. this is so genius listen you'll never run out of homeless people you never run out of crack addicts. You know what I'm saying? You have you have your pick of the litter. You have a gold mine. You have a wealth of of uh of product. You will never run out. You will never run out. There are homeless people and crackheads and drug addicts everywhere. You'll never run out of bodies. Wow. They'll never have money issues. They'll never have funding issues. But you can just keep recycling people into your programs off the street personally it took a lot of courage for you to decide she was the one you wanted to try to help yeah but <laughs> you know we have a lot of confidence in what we do that was not true amanda was hand chosen because they had the cooperation of larry rad you need a family member number two lie we've now found lima said amanda was going to be at a treatment facility that amanda was not at she was at desert hope treatment center that is where she was that is where she took her last breath it wasn't the one that lima posted on instagram doesn't seem like necessary to have lied about that but here we are and so if y'all are upset by the word lie maybe repeat it each day to exposure therapy yourself to it i don't know the end of 2021 amanda spends in desert hope treatment center from october all the way through may when she died so except she did check out one day we'll get to that january 7th coming to an end according to lima's 30 to 90 days if you entered into treatment in october lima okay. told me that insurance only covers 30 to 90 days in rehab if amanda entered rehab around october january 7th mark Leta makes his very first instagram post ever and it is a fundraiser for Amanda. Mm. Interestingly, this is around the time that Albert Monero Jr. enters into the story. The people trust me. They know I'm one of them. Just an everyday Jeez, guy with character? a passion and a purpose. Albert Monero Jr. is the program director for Aura. But a quick Google search will show you that he is also a very prolific actor. Okay, Hollywood is in on this. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. Nerd up a loser, bro. When chicks see him, they get dry. He's been in Hollywood for at least 10 or 15 years. We're back with my new buddy, Albert, uh, who's looking for me to help him uh, get relationship ready. What, what do you think a woman is thinking when she walks in to see her dirty drawers sunny side up on the floor? I haven't had any here for a while. The goal is to get some here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want you to keep that in mind. Okay. No, no, no undies on the floor. Okay, okay. I'm, I don't know what to say. Something's wrong with his mind. Okay. So what? Does he even know why he was turning This is not a tag team event. One of you speaks and the other doesn't, and that's how it works. In my courtroom, you are under oak. Which means you do not lie. 
to tell the truth. He's appeared in Lima Yevremovich's twin sister's YouTube videos. He's appeared in Instagram stories of Bam Margera's wife, Nikki. Bam Margera's brother wow. has featured Albert Monero Jr. on his channel, but he also happens to be the program director of ARA. In January, when Mark Leta was posting on Instagram trying to raise funds for Amanda's treatment, it's also the same month Albert Monero Jr. would have met Amanda. Amanda, you coming into my life had such a humongous effect that I could never have known when I first met you. March 2021, Lima goes on the Meet Ara Instagram account and announces that her twin sisters both allegedly have dissociative identity disorder. Not sure how's yeah. telling us that. My okay. sisters who are identical twins have had some mental health struggles. They were diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder, which is more commonly known as multiple personality disorder. In February, Lima announces on her Meet Ara Instagram account that her sisters will start using Ara technology in March 2021. So March 2021, the sisters are being used as guinea pigs for the Aura virtual reality exposure therapy. She credits them with being the reason why she even knows about all this stuff in the first place because her sisters have been in and out of behavioral health centers and patient, inpatient, outpatient, whatever. So she says that's how she learned how to navigate the whole system of it all. April, the next month, Lima is in Las Vegas, which is where Amanda went to rehab and where Amanda was in rehab still at the time, <laughs> April, 2021. And then Lima posts a video on Ara's Instagram that shows Amanda using the virtual reality exposure therapy. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, what the fuck? There's a bottle of alcohol. It's Skid Row. You're kind of in the headset with her. Wow. As if that's not dystopian enough. When you you surrounded her with all of her triggers. Jeezy Pete. Oh my God. This is... <sighs> I wasn't. I wasn't prepared to go this deep, y'all. Shit. Peer up on the virtual reality. You see a billboard of Bam and Nikki Margera on the side of a virtual reality building. And it's like, Bam. thanks for backing our company, blah, blah, whatever, whatever. So Bam and Nikki Margera, you probably know them from Jackass. They were so moved by Amanda's story that they pledged to help support this publicly and help me fundraise for Amanda and for the scholarship to help raise more money. So in order to um, say thank you to them, our team uh, has a bunch of virtual cities in our inside our virtual reality system. So we made a billboard for them and that was on the Skid Row experience that we put Amanda in. Same month, Lima posts again on Instagram thanking Bam and his wife Nikki for supporting Ara. And then on April 17th, Lima posts another video on the Ara YouTube applying for grants. In January, they were asking mm. the audience for money. He had two GoFundMes going. I think maybe three were going in total. I think that she probably was trying to get money from Bam and Nikki. And that brings into question whether that is ethical or appropriate for someone who is basically an investor in your business and now you put them under a conservatorship. Like, I don't know about the actual laws behind that. Yeah, we're past ethical we're past ethics we're past morality we're, we're past all that but that doesn't seem appropriate that you could be the, someone's guardian or conservator and they have purchased a stake in your business so all that's going on in april and then wouldn't you know may 9th mother's day last year 2021 amanda rab was found dead in her bed Damn. face down in a messy disheveled room at like 9 30 in the morning Okay, let me let me find the rest of this shit. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so this one was six months ago. Okay, so let's find the the part two to Amanda emergency update. Okay, okay, one part two. Okay, let's do this. I would like to thank Lima. Actually, I'll tell. I'll thank Neville. Please inform your client. Because a jury 
of my peers is going to decide this case. Uh oh. And the facts at hand are whether you're a liar. Oh, she's being sued. Oh. Fair use, fair use. The legal fund to protect my family. Okay, okay, thank you for. Oh, okay, she's being sued. Okay. Da, 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 I mean, yeah. You, oh, so this is her. Is this her? So it diversity libel assault slander is so Corville is yeah this so this is who she so Brittany this is her Brittany Jereen Corville so this is oh BJ duh okay I'm slow sorry sorry so this is the court case wow okay now it makes sense so this was filed August 8th Complaint against Brittany Jereen Corville filing an administration fee $400 with jury demand. So they want a jury. She wants a jury. Okay. Autonomous. Okay. 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 So it started in August 8th. Whoa. Yeah. It's, this is deep y'all. I wasn't ready for all this. Now nah, this, this is crazy. Okay. Motion, 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 motion. Letter from plaintiff to, okay. File a motion to dismiss. She did, it got denied. Um, da, 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 another reset deadlines Re request a pro pro hack. Okay. So as of, as of right now, the docket was last retrieved October 31st, 2022. That's all we have. Brittany filed a motion to dismiss the plaintiff's complaint. Defendant's reply was a memorandum of law and further support of his motion to dismiss. Yeah, they're not. You gonna you you gonna have to go to trial for this. Shit. Yeah, they're gonna make you go to trial for this. Okay, let's. Uh, wow, I wasn't ready. Let's go. I wasn't ready for this. As I'm sure you can probably tell from the title of this video, this is not part two of the Amanda Rab story. But I do have an update for y'all about this story. Basically, Lima suing me. I honestly didn't want to go to court. I was trying to stay out of court. Y'all heard me say that. But alas, here we are. Part two of Amanda Rab's story is definitely coming. And I have a lot more to say. In the meantime, unless I want to devote literally every waking hour to fighting this lawsuit because Lima has hired celebrity defamation attorneys, I'm going to need some legal assistance. I do have two very great lawyers who I actually trust and are very smart. And they are prepared, competent, and ready. But I have faith in them. And so in the meantime, while I'm continuing to tell this story, it would really mean a lot to me. And I would really appreciate if y'all could pitch into the legal fund. I'm going to put it across the screen right here. I'm going to link it below. I really don't like to. You know what? Clearly, the Lima chick is a government protected asset or she's government funded. I can, you can smell the government on her. But oof, this may not end good for, uh, for BJ ask for stuff I don't and it's kind of like embarrassing to have to do it but the truth is the truth what is right is right Amanda Rav was taken from the street where she had been living for years and put into court-ordered treatment the person responsible for Amanda's treatment and care is Lima Yavremovich Amanda spent months in a rehab center before she was used as a case study with okay so let's go to part two. 
Shit. Oh, this is Thank you all for joining us today as we gather to celebrate the incredible yet tragically short life of Amanda Rapp. Some people don't get the chance to get older. Some people have their lives taken from them without their consent, you know? Why should we need to hide? We're going to be documenting exactly how we're getting Amanda into treatment. She first went on there and she looked completely different. Then when she, the next time she got on there, she looked worse and she get worse and worse and worse. The way that you get somebody that doesn't want to get help into treatment is through something called all those different i listen i don't know what y'all see i see different personalities literal i'm looking at different fractured altars of of somebody's psyche literally like this gives me goosebumps like literally the hairs on my on my on my arms are standing up looking at this an lps conservatorship and that's what we're using for amanda when i was smoking i'm like in the cut and then i'm gonna get murdered like you know what i'm saying i'm behind the scenes i'm annoying everybody and then i get murdered she had passed away they did the autopsy they looked at her medical records what the fuck? Oh! Now, as y'all know. And so I'm just gonna read it word for word of what we got. Um, the cause of death was marked as a seizure disorder. Um, wow. I have those autopsy results. See, lady, this is why you jammed up. I respect the work. I respect the work. I respect the due diligence. I respect the investigative journalism. But y'all, this is all Tasha, Tasha K's fault. Tasha K done, done put a, a, a target on content creators backs. I'm sorry, man. She done, she done put a, she done put a, a, a man, fucking Tasha K. This is all, man, let's go. Oh my God. Ain't defamation. All right, fair use. Let's try it again. Fair use, fair use, fair use. Don't poke the bed. God damn it. In the sure last did. episode, we were discussing the sudden, unexpected passing of Amanda Rapp. Now, as you would have seen on part one of Virtual Reality Hell, Amanda was taken off the streets as a subject and eventually treated as a case study for an experimental virtual reality treatment program right, right, right. that used virtual reality that was not FDA approved for any medical purpose. Hi, I'm Lydia Abramovich and I'm the founder of Autonomous User Rehabilitation Agent, okay. or Aura for short. To help or cure addiction? I don't really know. So we're right in the middle of that investigation and what we're about to look into is- Okay, I don't care about all this. Past. The treatment center staff walked into Amanda's room thinking that she was just peacefully sleeping and realized that she had passed away. It's been a really, really big. Sh okay, so you know what they say. If you look up and up and up and away, right up, <laughs> was it up and away? They're lying. I mean, all my, uh, all my body language experts. You know, if you look up and away, right, you're lying. Had passed away. Um, oh, <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> it's been a really, really big shock for us. <laughs> and what are you looking up at? My brain hasn't really been able to comprehend it. Now, during that May fifteenth video, Lima said that there was no foul play involved in Amanda's death. Remember, this is like a week after Amanda died. Any um, foul play, any self-harm, anything um, in that nature was already ruled out. And Lima says, I know they did a toxicology report. They, well, I know that they did an, um, a toxicology report. Only thing she had in her system was Tylenol. All she had in her system was Tylenol. A few months would go by and Albert Monero Jr., who we've met from the last video and who you're going to meet in this video as well. And Mike Holtman, you are under oath. 
which means you do not this shit is crazy and you tell the truth he would go to another podcast on youtube a couple months later and he would say we just found her and she they, they did a toxicology test and she didn't have anything but like tylenol in her system so yeah so. no it, you he know, would allow the host of the podcast to perpetuate the story that amanda only had tylenol in her system she didn't have anything but like tylenol in her system very interestingly that okay. portion of the podcast no longer exists on mm. joel marshall's channel as of the mm. date of the recording of this video but don't worry i have the clip and unfortunately oh. you know she passed away at yeah. the facility what we're going to do right now is we're going to watch the video that lima posted herself on her youtube channel of amanda's funeral let's get into it let's so the first thing we have is a couple paragraphs. Amanda's short-lived life was a loss felt by millions who watched her struggle and incredible recovery. Because of those who sent prayers, cards, gifts, and donations to help her heal, she transformed her life. Well, and I guess now her death, because she's dead. I felt compelled, this is Lima speaking, to make this video to hold on to the positive memories she left behind in an effort to protect the family's privacy and not share their personal goodbyes. Okay. So let's see what's going on in this video. Thank you all for joining us today as we gather to celebrate the incredible yet tragically short life of Amanda Rapp. These past two weeks have been extremely difficult for all of us. The first thing I'm thinking is, what is with this casket? Because I know she was cremated and dumped onto the shoreline of Venice Beach. I'm not a funeral oh, expert. I really don't right. know. I, but it's, it's interesting to me that they didn't have enough money to bury Amanda, but they had enough money for like this balloon arrangement and a casket. And then there's flowers. Flowers are very expensive. When I was planning my dad's funeral, I mean, there's flowers. And I don't know. I'm just, I have questions, but that's just where I am in this case. But okay. most of all, for Larry, who has been the light in Amanda's life through the happiest of her times and her darkest moments. Turned out to be a molester. The scholarship I originally started to so do we believe that she was telling the truth about her father? So do we believe that? Oh man, this is crazy. Yo, conspiracy man, what in the hell? Man. Man. This is Help crazy. Amanda. I since renamed after Amanda. Her legacy will continue to be one of bright and happy sunshine days through Amanda's Light Scholarship Program. This woman has no shame. She is now using Amanda's funeral as an opportunity to advertise the scholarship, pro Amanda's Light Scholarship Program. She will continue to live on through my work and wow. the lives she continues to touch and inspire through her story. I'm gonna give you any of my money so you can do to my family member what happened to Amanda? Listen to your damn self. I take comfort in knowing that Amanda not only overcame her own darkness, but that she will continue to be a light for those who are lost and seemingly hopeless. Amanda's light scholarship program at her funeral? Her legacy will continue to be one of bright and happy sunshine days through Amanda's light scholarship program. This is preposterous. This is obscene. This is obscene. I, honestly, y'all, I cannot watch one more second of this shit. Okay. There's people out there having a nice old fancy uh, afternoon at the beach. Comment below. Have you ever um, poured a relative or a loved one's ashes at sea? If so, what all did you have to go through? What all parameters, loopholes, and all that? You comment below. And here's, you know what? Let's watch it together. Well, Amanda Bear, here we are. Back at Venice Beach. We went up so often just to get a burger and fries, just to walk around. And no, I'm not getting in the water again today. <laughs> Okay. Larry said, no, I'm not getting in the water again today. But this was one of our favorite spots because she loved it here and I loved it here. And every time we would come, it would be a toss up. What are we going to eat today? So I always let her make the choice. She thought she was going to be the choice. What 
is he talking about? Coming here today is like a closure for me. Coming full circle with my Amanda Beer. Mm. I turned out to be a molester. Okay. Now we're really getting into why we're here. Can you ask me the question or no? Yes, if you could say anything to Amanda right now and she could hear you, what would you say? Y'all see this man? Amanda, you coming into my life had such a humongous effect that I could never have known when I first met you. Y'all might remember him from the uh, virtual reality hell part one. The first to really stand out in the crowd was Albert Monero. One, two, three, trip the So I can sing, I can dance, I can act, and personality, yeah, you know? It's like, there's four. You ever heard of a quadruple threat before? He had appeared in a video with the Takali twins. What you know what? I seen yesterday. I want to just skip uh, you some of this. You're going to hear that name. You know, you're going to hear that name in the future, I promise you, because I've never met anybody so intelligent and so caring. In this video, he says Larry Rabb's his best friend. I feel like Larry's the best friend I've had forever. The man got all kinds of best friends. I only got like one to two best friends at any given time, but I don't, I'm not him. His name going to flash across the screen as Albert Monero, Aura Program Director. Well, I invite you to go look him up. Because Aura Program Director ain't the first thing that comes up. The man got... A Right. It now was we, watching already... Albert Monero Jr., who I don't even know who this man is, what his qualifications are, what he's an okay. actor, he's a program director for a behavioral. Okay, we got all I get to see you. Love your dad. If I'm being totally honest, I feel like you brought Larry into my life. Yo, he gives me like old Jonah Jonah Hill vibes. <laughs> like fat Jonah Hill. <laughs> I feel like Larry's best friend I've had forever. <laughs> so you did that for me, Amanda. And I need it. And he needed it. I love your dad. And to be totally honest, I feel like you brought him him into my life that's your eulogy <laughs> i'm like gonna cry it's so fucked up these people are living in the upside down and i refuse to live there with them i love you i know your dad loves you more than anything he turned out to be a molester the shit is fucked in that video i mentioned earlier where you know lima says there was only tylenol in amanda's system she mentioned okay, that they still you know are waiting for more information or something like that months go by and now it's december 2021 this okay. is just last year i mean not even a year ago lima comes back on mark Lata's channel all right lima welcome back again thank you in a video entitled amanda's autopsy results hyphen lima is seven months after amanda has passed away they did the autopsy they looked at her medical records so I'm just going to read it word for word of what we got. Okay. Now, as you all know, um, the cause of death was marked as a seizure disorder. Um, so what I kind of those autopsy results? Oh, OK, let's get to it. And so I'm just going to read it word for word of what we got. Um, the cause of death was marked as a seizure disorder. Um, Amanda never had seizures prior to being homeless. And um, they believe that it was post-traumatic seizure, dis uh, post-traumatic epilepsy, but they couldn't mark it as post-traumatic epilepsy because of a lack of evidence. So what we're gonna do today on this uh. video is do a little bit of old school comparison and contrast to what is being said. And so I'm just gonna read it word for word of what we got. And what was written down. Myself and the investigation team have requested Amanda's autopsy report. Then we will decide together what we think might've, might've really happened. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know what? That's what I'm thinking too. Seizures from the VR because they tell you flashing lights can induce epileptic seizures. They tell you that all the time. Because remember, the, it was the Pokemon episode that kicked it all off. It was a Pokemon episode and it was Pikachu. Ver I forget who Pikachu was going up against, but there was a bunch of strobing effects and a bunch of kids ended up having seizures. And ever since then, there have been disclaimers with anything with flashing strobing lights disclaimer this may induce epileptic seizures or whatever the case may be so yes 
I, I could see that. I could see that. Was versus Polygon? That's what it was? Y'all be on it. Y'all be on it. <clears throat> so in that video, the first thing I did... I ain't gonna lie. I, I fuck with this white chick. I fuck with her. But sis, you just... You just can't be poking the bear like this, but I get it. Anyone's mouth. Mark Leta from behind the camera says, So Lima, you're back. All right, Lima. All right. Welcome back again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We haven't seen you in a while. Yep. Yes, she says I'm back. Then he says, Oh, do you have the autopsy results for Amanda? Lima says, Yes, we do. Yep, we do. Uh huh. Now, it, very importantly, Lima is sitting on that same chair everybody always sits in holding about two pieces of paper in her hands all right lima uh-huh welcome back again thank you thank you for having me we haven't seen you in a while yeah so we finally after how many months now it's been like it's been since nine april, months or something april may so we have the autopsy results for amanda yes we do which just came a couple days ago uh tell me what uh, what you know and so i'm just gonna read it word for word of what we got um the cause of death was marked as a seizure disorder remember Amanda's autopsy results, hyphen Lima. First thing out of Mark Leta's mouth. Lima, you're back. We got the autopsy results. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And then he says they just came a couple days ago, which I have a really difficult time reconciling with reality. Which just came a couple days ago. Uh, because this autopsy report that I have mm -hmm. right here, that I mm -hmm. triple check is the only one, says it was ready in September. That video's in December. So I think she probably had gotten it way more than a couple days ago, but I really don't know. She's holding about two pieces of paper in her hand, and then she proceeds to say the reason it took so long was because it was some type of lack of evidence. Yeah, so the reason that it took so long is because there was a lot of uh, lack of documentation because Amanda was homeless. And so basically uh, what they used was they did the autopsy, they looked at her medical records. Me and Larry, that's Amanda's dad, who you just saw dumping her ashes onto the beach. I can't get away from Yeah, he turned out to be a molester. Me and Amanda's dad actually even sent in evidence. They sent in evidence. Have y'all ever heard of that? And then uh, Larry and I also sent in your videos to kind of show her condition from the drug use and the, the beatings that she took. And we also had some some photographs. Um, now, if y'all don't know this already, if you follow my other channels, you do. Okay. Trigger trigger alert warning. Uh huh. I lost my father from a drug addiction. Uh oh. My dad died in 2017, overdosing on drugs. We didn't find that out immediately. The first thing they told us was he had a heart attack. About three months went by, they got a toxicology report, and then they told us the heart attack was caused by drugs. Mm. It sent him into a cardiac arrest or something like that. So there was not three toxicology reports for that to be done. There was one. And I promise y'all, did not one person send in evidence to the coroner to get a result, okay? Nobody sent nothing in. We were crying, grieving, going to about, trying to go about our lives, trying to co recover. We got that news. Of course, that was really difficult for us to deal with. But at no time were we in a communication with the coroner, with the autopsy people, at no time. And we did not get three toxicology reports done like we're done here. So I don't really know what was going on during that time. But I believe that the public has a right to know what was going on. I think okay, we should send videos from Mark Lathes' channel. Larry and I also sent in your videos to kind of show her condition from the drug use. Why would someone do that? If the traumatic brain injury and assaults were well documented, they would have most likely marked it as a homicide. So um, that was a major wake up call for all of us. So you remember that whole thing about the only has Tylenol in her system? Not only Lima said it. All she had in her system was Tylenol. Based on the time of this video, we're talking about seven months before the autopsy results video. Okay. Lima said only Tylenol in Amanda's system. Uh -huh. And so I think, uh, 
they, well, I know that they did an, um, a toxicology report. Joel Marshall said the same thing to his followers and Albert Monero did not correct him. And then unfortunately, you know, she passed away at yeah. the facility. Yeah. Um, she had so many physical issues prior that, you know, it kind of caught up to her. They just found her and she, they, had, they did a toxicology, toxicology test and she didn't have anything but like Tylenol in her system. So yeah, like no, it, you know, the way I look at it and her father. He turned out to be a molester. Who I'm very close with now looks at it yeah. is that she, Ooh, she was ready to God, and she had done what she needed to do here. We're going to use Amanda as a case Wait, study. She was ready to go to God. What did he say? She, she was ready to go to she was 25. God, and she, she was ready to go to God and she, she had she, done what she needed here. to do here. Jeez, come on, that's not what you say about people, but okay. We're doing case studies only right now. Now this is public information. You can call in and request this yourself. Anyone can get that, I'm not special. Anyone can get this because the public is supposed to have access to this information. Amanda was last seen alive at the treatment center on May 8th, 2021 at about 11.55 okay. p.m. and administered uh. her nightly medications, which were hydralazine, don't sound like Tylenol. All she had in her system. Shit. Hydralazine, Losartan, Gabapentin. Hey, that's what you in pain. I I wish I had me some Gabapentin. <laughs> so, let me see. Cl clonidine and Risperidone. Jeez. Losartan, Gabapentin, Clonidine. That don't sound like Tylenol. And Risperidone, which also don't sound like Tylenol. All she had in her system was Tylenol. So, one, two, three, four five additional medications in Amanda's system other than Tylenol. All she had in her system was Tylenol. Hello, y'all hearing this? All she had in her system was Tylenol. It can't be reconciled. Tylenol. Mm. She never corrected herself. We're sitting mm. here on August, whatever it is, 2022, never corrected herself. Just wait, there's way more. Okay. Now I do want to point out, one of the things, Lima, Albert, they all perpetuate is that the reason Amanda died was because all this time she spent on the streets. The time that Amanda spent on the street is the reason that she passed away but um amanda was just homeless too long homeless too but, long what, what does that but, mean um so people shouldn't be allowed to be homeless and that you know in amanda's case the fact that she was using that she was allowed to use drugs for so long and that she was abused and that none of that a lot of it wasn't reported or, or documented um, her first interview with Mark Lay said she had been living on the streets for years. No, I, had, I didn't have a mom growing up. Addicted to crack for years. So, yeah. Um, a couple years. She told us that. I am, of course, not condoning that. The issue is it's not my position to condone someone else's life. Amanda was entitled as an adult to make her own life decisions. They said all the time she got beat on the street. The beatings that she took. It's an RAPED and all that. The amount of traumatic brain injury that she endured. That was so traumatic to her. This is what Lima said. Insert clip. It was so traumatic. To Okay. Larry shared with me, but there was many more that we don't even know about. He turned out to be a molester. Well, page two says it. First, first bullet point. No obvious trauma. The time that Amanda spent on the street is the reason that she passed away. So the amount of time. Where's the trauma that killed her, according to Lima and Albert? The amount of traumatic brain injury that she endured. Let's get to the cause of death. Okay, let's get to it. You know what she said? Nobody made her say it. Nobody asked her to say it. She voluntarily said it. I'm just going to read word for word from what we got. And so I'm just going to read it word for word of what we got. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I like this white chick. <laughs> I like her. Her editing. Jeez. I, I mean, the production on this. I like her. I like her. She's a sharp cookie. I just wish she would have kind of just dialed it back. And, but it is what it is. Got. Remember, y'all, the name of this video is Amanda's autopsy results. And she says, and I'm quoting, the cause of death was marked as a seizure disorder. Um, the cause of death was marked as a seizure disorder. That's not true. 
The cause of death was marked as a cardiac arrhythmia. Mm. Now there's some contributing factors. Hypertension, I think that's like high blood pressure. Obesity, she wasn't obese before she was on gabapentin and the rest. That's all I'm gonna say. And schizophrenia. Hypertension, obesity, and schizophrenia were contributing factors to her death. It does not say getting wow. beat on the street. It does not say being homeless. It does not say not taking a bath. So bacteria buildup can also cause a health risk to that person. It does not say getting R-A-P-E-D. It does not say that. It says cardiac arrhythmia. Now, of course, when I see Lima say, the cause of death was marked as a seizure disorder. Um, the cause of death was marked as a seizure disorder. I'm just wondering why that's not what the autopsy results say. And in fact, I flipped this through is going too hard. Some of it's redacted. Too hard. But not one I'm not single mad. place in this whole report does it say epilepsy? Does it say seizure disorder? It doesn't even say she had one seizure. Why? Why is Lima in a video called Autopsy Results holding papers in her hand? Sis. Not true. Why was Lima saying that? Why? Okay. When I started Let's wrap this up. My Instagram, everything has to go through Johnny Schiller from Heart Supply because I had to sign a contract because when I was dealing with the lawsuit with Paramount and Jackass, I was uh -oh. like, fuck these motherfuckers. Blah, blah, blah. It was potentially ruining my lawsuit. So I had to sign a paper saying that only Johnny can clear what goes through my Instagram. So I don't even know my new passcode. I can't control what goes on it. Can um, I tell you I think that's good news? I do know there was somebody sharing videos of me, you know, in the back of a police car, whatever. Yeah, I was. But another thing that Bam did say in that video, he was suspicious mm -hmm. of her in that video. Who's keeping Bam from being able to go on social media? Mm. There were a couple big accounts that had, in the early days of Aura, endorsed her, promoted her, collaborated with her. This video is in collaboration with 16 Leo. I don't know any of the details behind what went on in those conversations. Lima's first video on her YouTube channel ever was with a creator, a content creator called Dissociated. Hello everybody, welcome back to another video by Dissociated. Hi everyone, welcome to my first video with Chloe from Dissociated. That Dissociated, the channel, has come out and said on a community post that they do not endorse this type of behavior. They mm. did not know that that's what they were endorsing whenever, you know, they did the collab. I do not endorse or condone anyone attacking. I say it at the beginning as a disclaimer in every video and I really mean it. We have the truth on our side. I'm begging you not to send any hateful emails. Don't even send any emails. Don't yeah, send any moment you tell people not to, to do something, you know it's gonna. To her. That's not what. As soon as you tell people not to do something, what happens? <laughs> They're gonna do it. Oh my God. We do. That's not what I do, and I am begging you not to do that. Leave the girl alone. There's some truth we yet we don't yet have, and we're gonna get to it. I'm not saying that Lima was definitely threatened or attacked, but I just want to make a disclaimer. That ain't cool. That ain't the point. My point is the truth, justice, and bodily autonomy. <laughs> Nobody should be entitled to take over the rights, privileges of another human being, and damn sure not the medical choices. It's not something I endorse. I know it happens all the time, and that's why I started making these videos. It shouldn't. And I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is because I have lots of experience losing people close to me. I could have did what these people do and rushed over and forced them into rehab and did all these interventions and taken over their life and made them miserable and did all that and then they're calling me the worst guardian ever. That's not my place. It doesn't matter what your religion is, if you have one or not, spiritual, whatever. Everyone would let bless you that are right for us. Bless you, BJ. That are wrong for us and to learn from our mistakes. That's the point. Years who probably will agree with me that the shit is shady. Okay. Let's let's come up for air. Ah, oh, ay ay Let's come up for some air. Let's come up for air. Jeezy Pete, this is going to Patreon. Uh, listen, just on GP, y'all. It's gotta go to Patreon. It's gotta go to Patreon. Oh yo, shout out to um everybody that follows me on Spotify. I have seventy six 
Spotify followers. Yay! I'm stoked about that. Yeah, but this is the this is the court case. Um, I will definitely keep track of this. I will definitely keep track of this. You know what? Let's see if we get anything outside of October. Let's see if we can get anything outside of October. No, still nothing. Still going. It's still ongoing. And it's still ongoing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, shit. Was not prepared for all that. I fucked with the white woman. <laughs> ain't nothing like a, ain't nothing like a hell bent Karen on, on getting the truth out to the people. I salute Ken. I salute BJ, but you gotta, you gotta dial that shit back, sis. It's some people just not, it's just not worth it. Clearly, this Lima chick is a government funded, government assisted, government protected asset of some sort. Clearly, this is like the next level of MK Ultra. Um, wow, I was not ready for all that, y'all. Too late, keep going. But they say, hold up, let her cook. <laughs> Yeah, um, shit. Is that it? I think that's it. That's all I had for the night, y'all. I don't, I don't think I have, I had any more in, in, in me. Let me see what else. Oh, man, the rab. Yeah, this was sad, man. I wasn't prepared for all the sadness. Shout out to Twitter, though, because Twitter is, listen, Twitter is jumping. So, yo, I'm going to get out of here. And uh, as soon as I'm able to pull this down, it's going straight to Patreon. Um, anything outside of Patreon on the Wake Up Radio, Spotify, is, I pretty much, it will be on Spotify if, if if anything else. So if you need to find stuff, because I'm going to start scrubbing my channel again off of YouTube. And if you need to find anything, um, always it will always be on, on the Wake Up Patreon or, or Spotify. So... Another Debbie Downer. Another Debbie Down Downer. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I I hey, I, I try. I try. I try. Thank you. So I'm gonna get out of here. All y'all have a good night. Hopefully we learn something. Y'all just stay vigilant. Future, you wanna take us out? <laughs> Sensational.